With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And welcome to Barovia. I am your humble master of dungeons, keeper of dragons, Pixel. And I am pleased to present to you the Slavic Wife Guy containing 29th episode of Ages of Vinyl Presents The Curse of Strahd. I did not fully prepare an actual intro for today, so I'm going to improvise a bunch of this and then we'll see what happens. When last we left our heroes, they had finally arrived in the village of Kretsk, far to the east, west, far to the west of Barovia. They had run into some trouble getting in the gate, but managed to talk their way through at the end of the previous session and then made their way to the abbey where we ended. So we began with them in the company of strange humanoid creatures with odd bestial body parts and characteristics, a mishmash of human and all kinds of, you know, various, like, um, mammalian and insectoid and lizardistic traits. It was, frankly, they were quite gross. Uh, 
<laughs> they were led by these creatures into the courtyard of this abbey and um, told to wait while they got the abbot, who was apparently someone who would be willing to meet with our heroes. And the while they were there, they saw a creature that was chained to a, a post or something uh, and reached, tried to reach out to it to only determine that the thing was clearly somehow basically insane. And then the abbot came out, a very plain-looking human individual, um, and he spoke in a strange manner, very calm, despite all the madness happening around him. Through the course of that conversation, it became clear that the abbot is an angel, a high-ranking angel, a deva, I believe it is, one of the second or third, you know, order of angels down from the top of the Morning Lord, and that he had been trapped in Barovia for quite some time, that he was working with this group of individuals called the Bellevues to um, heal an affliction that they had long ago, uh, however, the individuals were slightly maddened by Barovia and its hardships, and they had asked him to add bestial body parts and uh, and things to them, um, which were eventually successful, but did drive them mad. Furthermore, it came to light that he had met with Strahd on a number of occasions and had hatched a plan to break the curse on Barovia by helping Strahd to find a wife. And so the angel was essentially robbing Barovian graves to stitch together a beautiful Frankenstein's wife creature for him. The only thing he was now missing was a beautiful wedding dress for the creature he had created. Our heroes also found in the Abbey the foretold ally, foretold to them by Madame Ava, one Esmeralda Davenir, who is a Vistana woman who had been in the Abbey some time, had come there searching for uh, her mentor, I believe, one Van Richten, who our party also had met previously, um, only to discover the plot of the angel to have Strahd come and retrieve his wife. So she was staying in the Abbey waiting for an opportunity to uh, try to assassinate Strahd. However, seeing that our heroes were clearly having run into and survived Strahd and his uh, antics on several occasions were clearly quite capable heroes. Uh, she decided to throw her lot in with them. They then told the abbot that in exchange for him curing the madness of the mad mage of Mount Baratok, Onyx's mentor, uh, they would find him a wedding dress for this woman. So they went down into the town. They also investigated the Shrine of the White Sun, uh, which was a beautiful pool of water somehow blessed by the Morning Lord or something with some magical properties. Uh, and they found their new friend, the Sunblade, a sentient sword made of sunlight, apparently once belonging to Strahd's own uh, brother, and uh, a sword that Strahd feared could kill him or something. So he had the blade destroyed, and the hilt was buried under the gazebo, and they broke into it and found that, and then fixed the gazebo. And um, Peta, attuned to the blade discovering that the hilt, which uh, exists as just a hilt, has a sword of sunlight 
um, what amounts to a fantasy lightsaber, basically, <laughs> that can talk. It's really quite quite exciting. Uh, after that, they decided to investigate the town and see if they could find any leads on a wedding dress. So they approached a random individual in the town, the nearest one to the Shrine of the White Sun, only to find our dearest friend, Slavic Wife Guy whom they entreated with, uh, PETA approached, and they had quite the amusing exchange, um, which I am actually not going to play or repeat for you. you you'll just have to watch the previous episode. Um, but they learned a little bit of information. One, they learned that this man loves his wife. Um, Villa... What, what, what did I name her? Oh. Uh... Villa Vinkovna, uh, and that he his firstborn son, Vincentovich, was conceived on the day they had to burn their wedding dress for warmth, and unfortunately the most beautiful wedding dress in all Barovia had, had long since been sent into ashes uh, in order to keep them warm one hard winter's night. However, uh, someone in Velaki, in the bar, the Blue Water Inn probably, it's the only bar in Velaki, uh, claimed to Slavic wife guy that the actual most beautiful wedding dress in all Barovia was once worn by a noble woman of Velaki, to which uh, Slavic wife guy immediately started a bar fight and punched the man until his teeth were broken. Uh, then Peta and the man became best friends over the exchange of an egg and a ration. And uh, they learned that the old woman who used to make wedding clothes here in Kretsk died and uh, none of her daughters were particularly interested in uh, seamstressing because they were all big strapping young ladies and have gone into lumberjacking uh, and hauling lumber. Um, and finally, uh, they decided they ended up deciding to stay the night with Slavic Wife Guy and his family. Um, and have, in the morning, Slavic Wife Guy's middlest pig. He stayed up late into the night, painstakingly <laughs> measuring all of his pigs to find the most average one, uh, which was then slaughtered and prepared for the meal <laughs> in the morning. So, that is my recounting. Uh, fully extemporaneously, oh. apologies, I didn't get that written beforehand like I usually do, of last episode... <laughs> I'll tell you guys, if you missed that one, really do go back and watch it. It is extremely good. Um, so that brings us to the current moment. You are in Kretsk. You have uh, stayed the night with Slavic wife guy and his four children. You've learned his name is Nikolai Bogdanovich. Uh, he, of course, has his wife, Villa Vinkovna Bogdanovich, his first son, Vincentovich Bogdanovich. His oldest daughter, Annika Bogdanovich, his second son, Ivan Bogdanovich, and his third son, Dragan Bogdanovich, and his youngest is uh, his daughter, Milena Bogdanovich. Uh, if he has any more children, he will name them PETA. Boy <laughs> or girl. No matter how many. they all Boy or girl. Peter. No, just yeah. the next one, but he will name, oh, okay. name them that regardless of if they're uh, boy or girl. <laughs> uh, and Ash has inspo as well. Okay. So, um, we're going to kind of hand wave the last night. You have stayed the night in the warm home of the Bogdanoviches. 
Nikolai and his wife. <laughs> Your favorite Barovian sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that which is Q Seinfeld intro. <laughs> oh my god. Um, um, the very first thing that I need to ask here, though, is, you know, we've heard a lot about uh, Slavic wife guy's wife. Mm. Scale one to ten. What are we looking at? Here? <laughs> ten out know. of ten. Slavic wife ten guy. <laughs> Slavic wife guy's wife looks like uh, she is a beautiful woman. Um, slim still, even after four children in a miracle of genetics. Uh, one, one would seem uh, she has sort of like a. Um. Kind of somewhat long face to a, a very delicate chin uh, and a small sort of dainty nose, brown eyes, dark hair. Um, yeah, she is, she is an extremely beautiful woman. And of course, uh, Slavic wife guy Nikolai Bogdanovich uh, dotes on her endlessly. Uh, and she, of course, is, is an extremely personable and lovely woman. Very kind. Uh, they have four children, the oldest of which is probably about 14 the youngest of which is probably five. Um, so ranging all the way through there. Um, yeah. So though that's the Bogdanoviches. She's, of course, dressed in, like, plain peasant's clothes. She has, like, the little, like, kerchief over her hair and, like, an apron on. And he has, like, you know, rough overalls and his muddy boots sit by the by the door. Wonderful. I love it. Nice. <laughs> um, also, I guess, the, did we decide which uh, direction we're going? I know we had talked about the endless possibilities of which way we could go first. Did we ever decide on that? I believe you ended last session uh, thinking that the plan was to go ahead and get the long trip out of the way and go towards uh, the cave on Mount Gacchus through the Salinka Pass. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then come back and deal with all the stuff that's a little more closer together. Um, but yeah, the, so the, you're sitting in the moment here at breakfast, eating pork, uh, eating bacon and eggs from the middlest pig and the finest eggs from the chickens with the uh, six Bogdanoviches and the five of you. Um, any, uh, any, you can, I guess any discussion you want to have about what the next steps are. I believe you also maybe talked about trying to talk to the uh, dressmaker. I don't know if that was something that needed to happen or not. Um, you know, you have information that what you're looking for is probably in Velaki in that sense, but you might get some more information from them. It's up to you guys. Hmm. I guess there is the thought that maybe the, the daughters of the dressmaker might have some put away, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, almost. I mean, I almost think we should go far out first, and then work our way back. But yeah, let's go to the map to screen. everybody else. We should. We should go. Uh, and uh, thank you so much, Mr. Bogdanovich, for your generous hospitality. If we are headed. I think east then south. Would we go past the dressmaker's house? Uh, almost certainly. And of course you are welcome anytime. I will tell you this has been the seventh best day of my life. 
The first, of course, being the wedding of my wife. The second, of course, being the birth of my children. I've had some other pretty good days, but this one is up there. <laughs> we feel the same way because this has been a difficult journey for us. And your hospitality and generosity has exceeded all that we've known up until now. Yes, truly, we live in hell. But you make it not so bad. What, uh, how would we know if we went past the dressmaker's house? Um, it's, it's the, the closest house to the gate in the southern end of town. There's tremendous stacks of firewood. Those ladies are truly, uh prodigious, industrious women when it comes to the chopping and hauling of trees. We honestly have to stop them sometimes or they will deforest the whole place. It's, uh, they would cut down this valley's wood entire if we let them. Well, it's a good thing because obviously they aren't going to have any more wedding dresses that could be burned. Right, yes, such a, such a winter will never come to pass again. Well, thank you. And uh, Wanderous bows and heads for the door. All of the, uh, all of the truly substandard wedding dresses of the current age are safe in the houses in which they reside. Come, Peter. You must tear yourself away. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I apologize. Um, no, thank you again for uh, letting us say and have your. A uh, very, very median pig, uh, and I look forward to our future meetings. Parting is such sweet sorrow, my brother. And he like grabs your face and kisses you on both cheeks. <laughs> Damn! Wondrous <laughs> leaps out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna mosey on at the door too. <laughs> Let them have their uh, <laughs> goodbye in peace. <laughs> Damn, get it, my dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will. I will return. Uh, I will return the gesture. Of course, yeah. I mean, it's the classic, you know, European <laughs> greeting and parting of. <laughs> I mean, sheik. I don't know what you guys are reading into this too much. He loves his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. Uh, I'm here for yeah. it. Okay, so you head out into the town of Kretsk. Which, uh, as we've spoken about before, is very different from the other towns here in Barovia. Uh, there are copses of trees kind of all over the hillside of the town. Um, various house houses, not really any businesses proper or anything like that. Um, and you begin to make your way towards the gate. Do we want to stop by this dressmaker's house just to be sure? Or... I'm not sure I want to meet so many women with big, heavy axes, but we can look as we wander by. They might have some of their mother's patterns tucked away. Dressmaking patterns, if such things exist. Okay. Yeah, I guess we're just going to head towards the south and okay. look yeah. for this faded dressmaker's house. 
Right. And do we see it? And do we see any activity there? Sure, yeah. As you approach the uh, southern part of town, you would see uh, the, um, you know, last house by the gate. Uh, and you would see it as described, having plenty of firewood, uh, a bustling place. Many of the trees nearby are, like, cut down to sap, you know, cut down to stumps, and then there's, like, little saplings, like, that have been planted next to the roots of the previous tree. <laughs> uh, and you see um, several extremely buff young women. <laughs> sort of like walking around with axes, yeah. We just ask them if they have any extra dresses. <laughs> well, it seems to me as though Peter certainly made enormous headway I... with, with our friend, Mr. Bogdanovich. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess. I guess it wouldn't hurt either way to. Um, ask uh or not um before I, I, you do um do we have he or she ash with us today ah yes we do have to roll for that let me get you a token sorry i just thought about that it might determine who talked to him you know woman to woman Cass <laughs> is a woman well there you go okay thanks for pointing that out uh, we have Femme Ash today. It might be better woman to woman. Maybe we should let them move forward. I, fair enough. Okay. I guess I'm going to walk up to these uh, axe-wielding beauties. Are oh, they beauties? I, it de depends on what you're into, I suppose. Subjective, I suppose. Uh, yeah, you want have been looking for a lumberjack dommy mommy. So let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you walk up to, uh, to one of them who sort of like turns and like wipes some sweat from her brow um, and sort of like sets the axe down on the ground and uh, turns to look at you and says, uh, hello, are you, I have not seen you in town before. Uh, do you need firewood? Um, no, we're actually fixing the head out on the road, but we have heard tell that your mother, I do believe, was a very excellent dressmaker. Yes. Yes. Uh, I am Zochka. Uh, uh, how are you called? Uh, Ash. Like burning wood. Like burning wood, exactly. One of my or favorite. Or left behind from the burning wood, to be more specific. But yes, exactly. Yes, uh, my mother was an extremely uh, uh, talented seamstress. Uh, the lovely gentleman up towards the shrine has spoke of the um, amazing wedding dress that was made for his um, wonderful wife. So we were just wondering, we didn't want to take up too much of your time, if you happen to have any of those wonderful dresses left. Um, I know that I've not had any made in quite some time, obviously, but uh, I didn't know if you guys had some stored away. We were in the market for some. Unfortunately, we we don't. Uh, many of them have not survived the long years. Uh, my mother passed when I was quite young. 
<clears throat> and uh, it's been a long time since there's, there's several of the dresses have been passed from mother to daughter here in town, but you know, moths get in the closet and things. It's uh, truly a shame. It is a shame indeed. Well, that's quite okay. We just thought that we would check. Uh, like I said, we were um, in the market for a dress, and we were told that we may find one here, but that is that's fine. My apologies. It's okay. I think we're going to head on our way. You have a fantastic rest of your day. Every day is a gift, sister. True that. True that. Okay. <laughs> Take off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I did not know how wild the people of Kretzk were <laughs> until you guys came here. <laughs> <laughs> they're a real bitch at, at here, they're a real bitch at the gates, but once you get inside, yeah, <laughs> immediately you're just like family. All colors of the rainbow in here. It's it's pretty great. Wanders is gonna it. look back sorrowfully as you go through the gate. This is the nicest place he's been. Everybody has been pretty wonderful, I'm not gonna lie. Except for mm -hmm. those freaks in the Abbey. <laughs> Except yeah. Well, you know what, to be fair though, they were really nice, just Strange, and yeah. you know, that's fair. They didn't eat us, so there was that. Yeah. Angels Alrighty. on a little off the rocker, but you know. Okay, you, uh, you make your way out of town, and we'll go back to the map of Barovia, my friends. Uh, and there you are. You were in the far northwest corner of Barovia. On the old Svalish Road, uh, I, is the plan to head straight for uh, the Salenka Pass? I think so. What time of day is it? Uh, morning. You guys just had breakfast. Oh, sick. Very, uh, Duh. the most uh, median pi uh, bacon, but the eggs were quite <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I dig it. Um, Esmeralda's with us, right? Yes. Um... I guess I'd probably ask her, uh, do you plan to go to the pass with us, or do you think that you'll take off towards the tower once we reach the fork? Well, as far as I'm concerned, the safest place in Barovia is where wherever you fuck us in that magic sword are, so. Oh, by all means. I was just uh, merely curious as to who would be joining us on for our entire journey or not. Party on, Wayne. It's Let's an, go. Well, it's not like I'm going to stay here with the folks in the Abbey, right? Yeah, that'd be a really terrible plan. It's not great there. Okay. I guess one can get over the constant wailing of tortured souls. Maybe it's not all that bad. <sighs> sure. <laughs> okay, so you are headed out into the wide, wide world of Barovia. Now I'm walking on sunshine. All right. Well, as per usual, I'm going to need somebody to roll a d20. I got it. 15. 15. All right. The first uh, little bit. And I guess I also need to track time. So what pace are you guys traveling at? Um, Probably at the, the medium pace. 
Yeah, probably an average walking speed. Okay. So imagine. your average walking speed, which is what you've normally done, so that makes sense. <clears throat> you're going to travel three miles in an hour and 24 miles in a day. So, uh, and you have an encounter every uh, mile and a half oh, during Lord. the daytime. So, uh, this is about to be good. So that's half an hour. And there's two hours in. So you uh, you make it past. You come down the old Svalich Road, winding between the trees, and you pass the um the bridge there at the crossroads of um the what is that the Raven River alliterative. Um. <laughs> I would like to put in there that that bridge, is it fairly close to the water or is it high up above it? Well, let's take a look. Um, it is an arching stone spanning the river. I think it's relatively close. It like arches over the river. So it's probably it's not like a big chasm. It's like, I don't know. Maybe 10 or 15 feet above the water at the highest, I would think. Okay, I think that uh, as they went past there, uh, Wanderers would have stepped down off the bridge over to the water and taken out that little pitiful plant that he's been carrying ever since back at the where the noose was, where the, uh, the hangman's stand was. And he took it off the grave that was close by there. And he unwraps the uh, cloth that he's wrapped around the roots of it, gets it nice and wet, washes lots of water for the roots, and then he wraps it back up in a wet cloth and sticks it back in his um, in his pocket. Okay. <clears throat> and you make your way on down, and you take the correct path towards the Selenka Pass. I need our next D20. While somebody's rolling that, I would like to have a quick little thing there. I feel sure. like if, if we see uh, Wondrous doing that, um, Ash would probably ask, what kind of plan is that, Wondrous? I don't know. My wisdom doesn't extend that far. Looking at it, though, I think that if we are kind to it and and water it and spend time with it, keep it warm, um, that it will grow and possibly flower. And I just have the feeling that if we could get more flowers in this place and Little, little colored cups lifting towards this terrible cloudy sky that we have. Maybe it will bring extra lightness here and brightness to the drab horizon. And so I feel it's very important to nurture it. It's also dear to me because it was at that grave where we got our first information about Strahd. I have felt so hopeless and yet... This little plant, even though it's in my pocket and I just have to take it out and hope it gets sunlight. Look at it. Look at it, Ash. And he whips it out, unwraps it and shows it. It's not quite as brown as it was. It's a little greener. If it can flourish here, then maybe hope can flourish here too, Ash. I don't know. But I hope so that's a nice thought buddy i think that you're doing a great job and um i think there is some hope to be had we're on the right track 
I mean, well, we're at freaking three out of five uh, items here or, you know, clues or whatever. We're doing good. We're doing good. That lady in the camp, she told you wisely, didn't she? Yeah, everything she said has been true so far. So we just got to hold out hope, like you said, and uh, keep to the road we're on. Literally let's, and figuratively, of course. Let's do it, yes. But Ash, I miss Onyx. I hope he's all right. I didn't get a chance to do sending this morning because, well, those nice Bogdanoviches were so busy with us. I hope he's all right. Me too. And as uh, they walk and continue down the road, in the distance. Oh, I rolled a three for that. Yeah. 20. In the distance, you hear the birds. Ah, 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 ah. In the swampy, foggy, Barovian distance. All right. Uh, you carry on the Salinka Pass, and you begin to now come to the foothills of the mountain. The going gets a little tougher. As you continue to make your way, you now are looking up sort of over, you know, over the pass, um, seeing how it winds its way through. But you can see this as you've started to come out of the forest, right? The forest is now to your west as you head south, but this large, uh, much more sort of open area uh, with these, you know, sort of mountainous hills. Um, and as you wend your way up, you can see more and more of Barovia, which the fog does clear for you in places. And you carry on. Uh, I need someone else to roll me a d20, please. Yep, I will do that. Let's see. D20. Uh, that is a 10. All right. Okay. Uh, you continue to carry up the pass. Everything is uh, pretty uneventful. It is long and hard going. Uh, let's see this is. You've been on the road for... Uh, about an hour and a half, maybe? Something like that? Making excellent time. Making pretty good time. Um, and I think here I need... Another D20 roll? Yeah. Five. Five, okay. Everything continues to be uneventful. Love it. As you wind your way up into the mountains, and as you're getting higher and higher, you can see farther and farther out over the land, the woods <laughs> spread out below at the base of the... Um, the various mountains. Um... You can see in the distance probably Velaki and Lake Zarovich. Maybe even can see Van Richten's tower peeking out through the mists near Lake Baratok. Um, and I need another uh, D20. You've been on the road for... I feel like uh, once we start getting into these... About two and, like, and a half hours. Kind of inclines towards the mountain pass. Ash kind of feels invig invigorated. Like, obviously kind of winded for having to climb it or whatever, but yeah. 
Um, I feel like Ash probably says something like, this reminds me of home. You come from a spring. place like this, Ash? The village where me and Thorin were, was uh, raised is a lot like this. Mm. Lots of hills and rocky cliffs. Cass looks at Ash and says, maybe you can tell me about home sometime. That'd be nice. And as you make your way up, coming out of the woods, no longer being blocked by the trees, reaching a higher elevation, it does begin to lightly snow. And Wanderous can... looks over at Esmeralda because he knows that she's walking, right? And he's And he moves towards her and says... This must be hard on you, given the situation with your legs. Are you all right? Do I need to carry you? I'm very strong. She says, uh, <clears throat> well, you know, you're near as big as the mountain yourself, huh? Um, she says, no, I've gotten used to this. I believe I can manage, but if I do need some help. I'll let you know, and thank you for the offer. Well, you are an amazing person to have gone through everything you have, these experiences, and to be willing to face Strahd alone, I must tell you, he is quite fierce. Yes, he would be the uh, most powerful vampire I've ever faced. I have slain my share, but most of them were far younger. You you have fought vampires before? Of course. What do you think Van Richten was training me for? Ash, too, is a vampire hunter. Do you think we can defeat Strahd? Well, I mean, you're already up a book of lore and a magic sword, and we're well on our way to finding some other totem of power, so, I mean, if anyone's ever going to, I suppose it better be us and now, hmm? I hope so. He pats his chest pocket just a bit. Um... Uh, I, just as we're kind of like going on this trip, I'm just going to be playing on my pan flute. Funny, because I was literally about to have a conversation with Pete about that same exact oh, okay. thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, take it away. Yeah, we're just going to hit you with all the dialogue. Might as well. We're right. traveling a long way. That's now. right. What else? And listen, I got to monologue as wife guy last episode, <laughs> so you guys take all the time you need. Now, literally, it's funny that, that uh, like I said, Omega said, because I was literally fixing to say, Ash speaks to Peter's like, so in regards to the kind of bard you are, storytelling, music, what's your game? Um, there was the pan flute. Ah, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, as I uh, dust off the pan flute a little bit. Um, yeah, I, uh, I do a little bit of both, actually. Um, mainly uh, storytelling through my songs. Um, but... Uh, you know, here and there, if I get into a little pinch with uh, some trouble, uh, I typically don't throw in a story just because, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you get it, I'm sure. I mean, being in Barovia and all, but uh, a little hard to tell the monsters a story to, you know, 
pacify them, I guess. Un- unfortunately, um, <laughs> they're they're not they're not as easy to uh, to pacify as uh, some drunkards with a story. Um, but uh, yeah, I uh, I truly hope to achieve um, this uh, uh, my goal to write stories uh, and turn them into songs. So I I do a little bit of both. Um, that's why I have my uh, notebook and I'll pad pat my uh, little pocket uh, just right in here uh, full of all the uh, stories I picked up on my way. Well, hopefully you'll have a hell of a story to compose a song or two uh, about after we get done here. It's yeah, funny. Sorry. Go ahead. What? You're good. Uh, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I certainly hope so. Funnily enough, whenever me and Thorin first came here, that was our entire goal was to, to write a book of our own about uh, all the different monsters and stuff that we've uh, we would encounter. I've tried to keep it going a bit, but I'm definitely not as smooth with words. As yes, well, uh, feel free to um, borrow some of my notes. Uh, they're more uh, lyrical. Um, <laughs> Uh, as they are meant for uh, storytelling, but uh, definitely uh, feel free to look at my notes if you wish. Appreciate that. Of course. Well, Ash, you know, I'm keeping a journal of all of our wanderings throughout this land, so if you want to use that as a source, I would love to help contribute in Thorin's place. That'd be awesome. Uh, definitely, our our goal was to write a kind of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? A how to kill monsters guide. Pretty much a monster exactly manual. That. Something like a Ooh. monster manual. Fantastic beasts and where to find them. <laughs> yes. Oh, Ash, you would be so good at that. <laughs> I think getting all the everybody's different viewpoints may actually prove useful. So that's that'd be great. Let's let's live through this. Uh, this uh, encounter and uh, we'll uh, we're either going to live through this or they're going to sing about what's going to happen for years to come or both yeah, yeah Peter you better live so you can sing about this for years <laughs> I was going to say I have not heard a lot of songs here in Barovia so if anyone's going to sing about it it's going to be you lot <laughs> <laughs> although if we win I'm sure they'll find their voice again but uh, as it stands ooh. <laughs> All I've right. never tried singing. I, I, I bet you would have a great voice, Wondrous. Well, step one is to relax your throat. Yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And as you continue up the pass, I need another... Uh, roll. Who's right. has everybody uh, done one? Is it back to me? Uh, back to you. Yeah, because I, I just won again. Wanderers rolled a thirteen. Okay. Yeah, you continue on your way, and in the distance, you begin to be able to see through the kind of bluster and snow. A uh, hang on. You begin to be able to see through the bluster and snow. A. Uh, Sort of, you're coming towards like a bridge and a guard tower of some kind uh, in the distance. But before you arrive, I do need one more a d20 roll, please. 
the Omega. Okay. At this uh, point, you're probably past coming close to about noon or so. There it is. Okay. And of course, the higher up you are getting in the mountain top, uh, the the heavier the snow begins to fall around you, and it does begin to get quite cold. Okay. Uh, roll to five. Gotcha. Okay. And down you go, and you finally reach the next area. Uh, you see, there's sort of a shelf of rock. Uh, uh, that the mountain road is clinging to, and it begins to get narrow. Uh, to your left, icy cliffs are rising sharply towards these dark rolling clouds that are sort of swirling snow down at you. Uh, to your right, the ground falls away into a sea of fog. Uh, you now are now high up enough that... You are approaching being up in the clouds from where you could see before over across the land as the storm rolls in. Uh, you can't see uh, much down even the side of the mountain that you're looking at now. Ahead through the wind and snow, you see a high wall of black stone lined with spikes and topped by statues of demonic vultures with horned heads. Set in the center of the wall is a closed iron portcullis, behind which burns a curtain of green flame, lighting the snow as it falls. The snow that hits the flame burns with a hiss and melts away. On the other side of the dark wall gripping the mountain's edge is a guard tower made of white stone, topped by golden statues of mighty warriors. I'm going to bring us down to the map. If I can find it. There are so many maps for this adventure. Uh, okay, you guys are down here in the bottom area. I don't know your marching order. Um, but uh, let's see. I should probably put some lights on. Actually, it, I guess it's even though it's like snowy, it's probably daylight enough for you guys to see. So let me just change the dynamic lighting completely. Well, and Wanderers has light that he would certainly put on oh, a quarter wait, staff if it wasn't light. clear enough to be seen. Okay. Um, what is that? Okay, that's blocking some stuff that doesn't need to be blocked. Okay, off to the side here, you can kind of see... Uh, this is the top of the tower, but they've just displaced it on the map. But this over here is like, you can see the portcullis is in the middle here, and then you can see the wall, and then what's on top of the wall is just shown to you over here, but it's actually resting, you know, over there, if that makes uh, sense at all. Oh, yep. okay. I hope you can see that stuff. Um, but Ash, yeah. what did... What did the woman say we would find here? Um, let me see. I got you. It's up here in chat somewhere. I think I got and you. And Wanderers would have said that very quietly. Okay. Yeah, that okay. Um. It is... This card tells of a powerful force for good and protection, a holy symbol of great hope. What you seek lies in a pile of treasure beyond a set of amber doors. Amber doors. So, yeah, we're looking for some sort of holy symbol. I don't think it's going to be at this tower. 
because I don't think these doors are amber. I think the cave that uh, that we were told about is going to be our best bet. Though I don't like that green flame. Makes me extremely nervous. What? Um, uh, can, can, can I... You, well, how far away are we from the flame? Sorry, I was grabbing some food real quick. That was getting dropped off to me. Uh, I guess I can just... Like oh. 80 feet from the... Well, once from we here? get a little... Uh, once we get a little bit closer, I can use, like, divine sense... See if it's like good or bad. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, what's your marching order? I can yes, go up front. Maybe, I was say, maybe you should go up front since you're going to be doing the Sinsen. Okay. The road is only. Uh, so, all this is another one where all of the squares are kind of funky. Hang on. I need to edit that a little bit. Uh Uh you can okay i need to edit that more so you can kind of see like the big squares are um 10 feet and then the littler squares are five feet they're all subdivided so the the, the road is about 10 feet wide here and it falls off pretty sharply on either side Um, I could probably take up the rear, um, or close to the back of the, uh, marching order. Well, I think Wanderers would be right up there behind, um, Cass, unless did somebody else say they wanted to be second? Nope. Okay, Wanderers second. Okay. I'm and, good to uh, be the feeling in the middle. Okay, and you guys are just and approaching... did, did Wanderers the... need light on his quarterstaff, or you're saying no? No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay, and you guys approach the um, the thing and the green flyer and all of that. Um, yeah, you can just see this curtain of green flame kind of filling this archway uh, behind. So I'm going to use my divine sense real quick to see if it's okay. consecrated or desecrated. Sure. Uh, would you put the divine sense thing in chat for me? Yes. And uh, Wanderers is standing there ready also if anyone wants with detect magic. Okay. But he's not. He's waiting Presence to see what strong happens. Presence of strong evil. Um, turn location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. Uh, or whether a place is consecrated or desecrated. Okay. So you don't get the sense that the green flame is consecration or desecration but you do get a ping of um the infernal uh off of the statues atop the tower or up top the 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 uh, portcullis kind of guard tower thing Can I do... how tall is the tower <laughs> um what did i say 30 feet high can i do like a religion check to see if I, or would that sure. be Arcana? Um, no, I think religion would, would suffice. You, okay. I mean, anything doing with the infernal kind of tends to be a little bit of both, right? That's a twelve. A twelve. Um, 
I'll burn inspiration if I need to. Um. Hang on a second. Um, I, I think you know enough to recognize that this is like, it's the statue's pretty big, um, that these are probably like not the lowest level demons, which is not great. Like you, I think would know enough with the 12 to recognize your basic imps. Or whatever. I think you yeah. recognize that it's demonic rather than uh, rather than devilish. So it's abyssal, not you know infernal or whatever. Yeah, it's fiend. Yeah, so I shouldn't have said I shouldn't have said infernal. I should have said more like fiend. Okay. Yeah, but it's but specifically abyssal fiend. Um, and uh, but I don't think you have a sense of exactly what this thing can do. Okay. Uh, notice. And it also is currently, it is currently a statue. So it's like, but you get this infernal sense off of it. So you don't know if it's just like a corrupted statue or if it's a creature or what, if it's going to come to life or if it's a portal to something uh, or, you know what I mean? It's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. So, and what the trigger, because like you guys have approached and they haven't moved and they don't, and they, but they really look like stone, but you've opened your divine sense and it's like, Hey, bud, this is Inferno. So. Or, I mean, Abyssal, rather. So. Uh, so, so, I mean, I almost feel like... Just getting those kind of vibes off, off of those statues, I almost feel like touching the flame would either burn us or maybe trigger those statues to come to life. But I don't know if I have the knowledge to tell that to the group. Yeah. So do you like, anything at all? Do you at least attempt to... I mean, I think you have enough knowledge to speculate however you would speculate about it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, I mean, like, like I'm speculating... Okay, so I'm picking up some, like, in, like almost fiendish, like, vibes off of those statues. So I don't know if they are creatures or if they are just, you know, statues that have been somewhat, I guess, desecrated by, like, you know, demonic magic... But I'm also like, and this is just entirely a speculation, but I feel like if we touch that flame, it will either burn us or those statues are going to come to life. Or maybe we have to defeat the statues to get the flames to drop down. I'm not sure. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. So saying that, my detect magic probably wouldn't be that helpful. Or should I, should I do it? It's up to you. You can do it if you want. I mean, I well, feel like I was that would help. Asking the other members of the yeah. party, I was. I'm no, sorry. So I feel I like detect magic would be good to, uh, you know, I mean, well, obviously, like I feel like those flames are some kind of magic. Then, then Wondrous is going to hmm. focus on the on the flames, and I accidentally okay. put detect magic in in chat. Mm -hmm. I didn't really That's mean fine. to do that. Okay. 
So I'm, uh, he's going to concentrate on the green flames ahead and, okay. <clears throat> and see if he senses magic from the flames. Okay. Um, yeah, so the flames um, <coughs> are some sort of like conjuration and evocation. They are magical flames. I don't think you get a sense of like what they do just from the detect magic. Uh, and then from the statues, you get transmutation. Didn't mean to do that. Oh no. The flames are magic, evocation, and the statues are transmutation. I can tell you that. Okay, so that means they've been turned into statues. Looking around, does it look like it would be possible to go around the tower? Um, not really. You could maybe climb over it if you were, like, using ropes or climbing tools or something. Um, or you'd have to find somewhere to, like, fly. Um, could which we I don't think you guys have. Um, yeah, probably you could, like, use magic to pass through Misty Step or something similar. Uh, so, um... Can I try, uh, how big, I guess, because this, um, this magical fire is 10 feet, right? Across? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the magical um, fire is, t- is, well, the, you mean like wide or deep? Uh, wide. Uh, yeah, it's 10 feet wide. Okay. Gotcha. Um, Never mind then, because I, I was I was gonna try prestigitation, but I think that's a little too big uh, to be put out by that. But. Yeah, I would think so. Okay. Well, Listen. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that wind wall, probably like I could might put the flame out. I I doubt it. I was just mm-hmm. kind of reflecting on what my wind wall does. Yeah, uh, the- I don't think that would help. I, I was just considering because, like, not all of us have uh, the ability to get like traverse magically uh, yeah. across that. So I think I'm the only one right now. Uh, I technically can because uh, okay. I picked up Dimension Door, but that, I can only take one other creature, and that's and I can't not, take I just... anything. I, like I can just take myself. So that covers three out of five. Real quick. I don't think, I mean, Wanderous, I'm a big and healthy, strong guy, but with the strength of 14, a plus, you know, I, I don't know that I could carry anybody and try to climb over the wall. My I mean, dexterity it, is also a 14. Oh, and hang on real quick. There's actually a handout uh, showing this. Give me a second to pull it up. I think I can show you guys. Okay, I can get back in front of my camera now. I was scarfing down my food. I got Greek food for dinner. It was so good. Oh, you. There we go. Okay, so this is what this thing looks mm-hmm. like from the side. If you guys are uh, seeing this, so you're seeing there's oh. like a portcullis. There are these two statues on top of the portcullis thing. You can't really climb. You don't think you can climb over it, but like you can't really climb down or right. Like this, the the rock face is you know difficult and dangerous. So is the portcullis down and the flame beyond it? The portcullis is currently down and the flame is beyond it. Ah. Oh. Um, also, well, how close do you guys approach 
to the uh, gate because right now you're about 15 feet away from it. I don't know if you get probably, closer than that. I mean, you're close I'm enough. Probably for probably not getting any closer. Okay, you're close enough for all of your like the tech magic and stuff, and your uh, whatever that other thing I is. Do I see any animals around? Animals? I don't think so. Probably not in this snow. Okay. I think everything's probably hunkered, hunkered down. I guess the first problem that we need to face is how we're going to get that gate up. Yeah. Can I investigate and see if there's like some sort of mechanism that lifts it on this side? Uh, you do not see any like winches or buttons or levers or uh, anything like that. Like just looking at it from where you're standing. Okay. And because I'm not the most magical... Uh, wise member of this party are you guys telling me that you're thinking that as soon as we walk up to this things you think those statues are going to come to life i definitely think there's a chance or they're going to come to life if we mess with the port call us so why don't we just beat them to the punch anybody got a ranged weapon i mean maybe fire an arrow at it and see what happens i, I, I feel like though they're almost like trigger based we have to do something for them to come to life whether that's messing with the portcullis whether if that's touching the fire maybe killing one of them opens a portcullis maybe killing the other drops the flames i don't know well i could fire off go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say i could fire off a guiding bolt at one of them or i could do spiritual weapon at one of them to see that if we do anything to them what happens but that might trigger everything what were you thinking Peter? Um, I, I was thinking of using a uh, shatter, um, since they're currently made out of stone. Um, I mean, that'd take care of one of them. I mean, all I got throwing rocks at them, so that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Question Am I close enough to like use stone cunning? Um, can you put it in chat for me? Let's read it. I mean, it doesn't say anything about touch, but whenever I make an intelligence, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I got to be closer to it than that, though. Well, and you're, it's like a history check to relate it to the origin of the stonework. Um, so, like, the statues you kind of have already figured because of the tech magic are transmuted yeah. creatures, so they're not even really stonework, right? Yeah. Um, And I think your stone cutting would tell you that as you look at them now, you're like, oh, yeah, like those are too perfect for most sculptures. You know, it's like every wrinkle and scale. It's almost like if you saw, you know, like you see a marble statue, right? It was like they were carved by Michelangelo. Well, not even that. Like Michelangelo didn't carve fingerprints in his Ah. statues. You know what I mean? Like these, like the the texture of the skin and hair is even still right. It's just stone now. You know, and so it's like, oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's snowing and you wouldn't notice immediately. But now that that's been pointed out to you, like, oh, yeah, those are way too realistic for, you know. Okay. And the dwarf in me is telling me that whoever made those are really, 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 really good. Or, yeah, I mean, like, they're going to come to life at some point. I can almost confirm that. So what were you thinking, Ash? Throwing rocks at them to see what happened? 
I mean, if they're going to come to life anyway, I think that our best, I think that our only way forward is we're going to have to trigger it and we're going to take care of it. So whoever wants to do something, I'm going to be standing here ready to go. And with that, probably draw draw the uh, blood, blood saw, bone saw. I don't know. What is this thing blood called again? Blade or yeah. saw blood blade. There you go. I don't know. Yep. Uh, See, what um, do I have with range? So I, I was considering casting shatter at one of them. Um, if we're lucky, yeah, try it. Turn to dust, yeah. and we won't have to worry um, about them in flesh form. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, considering, I think you're one of the only people that doesn't have range, Ash. Right? So, I mean, I have a bow, but I don't think like a. I mean, I don't really have range. The only off, range you know I, mean? I have okay. is sacred flame, and that's a cantrip. I'll, I mean, I could uh, like I could eat javelins at it, but yeah, I'd rather um, not. Okay, so Cass, I'm gonna go ahead and just give you one of my bardic inspirations, um, just in case something happens. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and I'm gonna cast Shatter. Okay. Um, as level two. All right. So that's a uh, ten thunder damage uh, and a DC fifteen Constitution saving throw. Okay. Her order tells I me everything. I think it has disadvantage, probably right. Uh, I would assume because so. Because um, it is currently stone. Yeah. It's currently stone, crystal, or metal. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which one? Or ha- so shatter is a ten-foot radius sphere. So yep. I think you probably which... can hit them all with that. Do I have a shatter? Okay. I think I have like Onyx's stuff. I need to update some of my spell <laughs> templates for you guys. I haven't done it in a while. Um, shatter. Yeah. Is that right? No, that's not. I'm not. That's not even the right size of shatter. It's a ten foot radius, so that's yeah. The like one I the one, one I made is like a fifteen foot radius, like a dummy. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'll just grab that. Come back. Okay. All right. Well, I have to edit it now because the things are all the different size. Yeah. Uh. No, that's not right. That's right. Okay, so that's the current size of shatter that you can make. So you'll have to pick one. You know what okay. I'm just now realizing too? These things are freaking huge. They take off they take up four blocks. Oh god. Yeah, they're large creatures. <laughs> oh god. Statues or whatever. Hey, I got the uh, good old Mesa disruption, man. It works. All right. Okay, against- so you should have control of where you want to put shatter. Just let me okay. know which one of them you want to go for. Um, let's just Oh, that is not the right one. Um I'm going to go ahead and just do the one on the right, I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll just do that. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, you cast Shatter. So, what does it look like when PETA casts Shatter? Um, I think it's um, just kind of like from his old stories of uh, watching dwarves uh, and gnomes work underground. Um, it's just going to be a bunch of, like, hammers um, <laughs> and, like, pickaxes and nice. stuff. And it's just gonna kind of all like hit at the same time, so. Excellent. Um, and it's all probably like um, just random blue, magical, and so. Okay. All right. Well, uh, as you cast that, you see these creatures come to life with a creak and a smash and like one of them part of it is like blown away 
uh, as the stone is like ripped uh, and you can see like part of its arm is sort of like dangling um, as these creatures uh, sort of turn back normal and oh I actually have to do the save mm -hmm. hang on uh, I was a con save uh, yeah disadvantage. Constitution with disadvantage uh, yeah, six is not going to make it. So he takes the ten damage and is knocked uh, ten feet back. Uh, is that see. right? Or just takes it? No, it just takes it. it just takes the um, damage. Okay. Yeah. So with this loud clanging of hammers and this sort of like thunderous shock, uh, this creature takes the damage. We're, we're, we're going to pop that out of here. Uh, everyone, please roll initiative. Ooh. Wanderers oh, got uh, wow. nat 20 for a 22. Okay. So, well, Ash. Yeah, I was going to say, we twinning right now. <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I'll just wait until I roll. Roll to five. Uh. Rip. Hey, I'll take an 11. Okay. Uh, hang on. All right. So. Uh, the thing goes off, and these things very rapidly, like, morph back into fleshy creatures. Um, I kind of want to just, like, show you the art for these guys. Can I do that? I bet they look pretty righteous. They oh, are wild. Terrify us? I hope so. I doubt they're righteous. They're probably pretty <laughs> damned, though. So. Uh, Where's a uh, Slavic <laughs> wife guy when you need him? <laughs> okay. Do you, have Esmeralda? do you have Esmeralda on here I also? I do. I don't know if I don't, I'm not sure if I did. I roll for her. Oh, I haven't rolled for her yet. Yeah. So these oh, things, there's like God. they uh, are these big demon creatures with like multiple tongues spreading out of their mouth, and as they shift, there's this sort of like infernal light uh, in a pentagram beneath them. Um, they are gnarly, and let's go ahead and. Do Esmeralda's initiative. Come on, girl. Oh, hell yeah, girl. Not bad. She's a 21. Okay. Uh, all right. So starting off is going to be Ash. So these things come to life. The one on the right has been damaged. They sort of, oh, and the, yeah, so they, they sort of like begin to uh, appear to get ready to pounce down on you from above. Uh, sigh. Okay. I guess we're taking a short bow shot. I'm not moving. I'll tell you that. Oh, oop, rogue things. Hashtag rogue things. Hold on. <laughs> I can use this only if you've not moved. Okay. Hashtag rogue things. Okay. Yeah. Let's do steady aim. Okay. And uh, so that is bonus action. Give yourself advantage on your next attack roll. As long, and then my movement's just zero, right? Um, um, let's take a shot at the guy on the right, yeah? Okay. Is that the one who's already been injured or the other guy? Yep. The other one. Hit. No, it does not. Uh, I'm going to burn child inspiration then. Okay. We can't be starting combat like this, baby. Come on. <laughs> Give me another one. Damn it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oof. <God. Never> mind. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Wait, you has it come to life or does he have advantage? It's come to life. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. It, they came to life immediately when you attack them. Okay. 
And I mean, if we could use the advantage on second one, we'd be in good shape, but obviously, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. All right. It's cool. I always hated using the bow anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So that is Ash uh, Wandrus. All right. Well, Wandrus has been um, has been feeling his oats lately and feeling like he's getting more powerful and learning more things every day. Looking up at those things, he he from what he heard, we think we're talking about infernal creatures or something demons uh, right? more like fiends yeah i think well they're yeah they're demons plane, so it's the fiends so demons and devils are both types of fiends um but you have the devils of the nine hells who are infernal and then you have the demons of the abyss and they are uh, you know demonic or abyssal but they're um, all other planes yes that is okay, true. Then, then right off the bat, Wandrus is going to aim at the one that has not been injured, okay. and he is going to, uh, for his first time ever, attempt to cast Banishment. Okay. Uh, what does that look like? He doesn't even know because he's never done it before. Okay. Well, what? But the, uh, he gets his purple holy symbol out and holds it up in front of him and says, "Get the hits, evil thing." Okay. Um, and uh, he he aims his uh, his shard at it, his purple shard, hoping that that's all he needed to do. And he attempts to cast. It's a concentration spell. Yep. Has a range of since since sixty feet. And yeah, I need you to put the to I need you to put the, the card for that in chat for me, so I know what type of save I need to make. If you don't mind. Well, I don't mind, but I don't know how to do it. Just do click I just on it. Yeah, it should should just click on it. Okay, it's at level four. There it is. Okay. A charisma saving throw. Okay, and your DC is what? I'm looking at the top uh, 16. Okay. All right. This is an important roll, everyone. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> this thing has a plus six to this roll. Come on. So it makes roll the save on a 10 or higher. Oh, Jesus. All right. So dope if you pull it off. Get ready. Get set. Oh, that is a 15. Yes. It wow. fails the save. Your yes. DC was 16. Get it, girl. Oh. oh, hell yeah. So, Wondrous says, get thee hence. And uh, what happens is quite interesting. The infernal rune that is beneath this thing that is burning with this sort of red light, this pentagram, is taken over with this, like, cosmic purple starlight for a second. And the creature whoosh, is just, like, sucked down into it in a burst of, like, starry mist. And uh, it's banished. So that is uh, bonus mom. You got to do the, the glasses thing. <laughs> Shing. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. That's huge. That is huge. Uh, any movement from Wandris? I will remind Wandris that uh, if you get hit and lose concentration, this thing comes back. So I don't know if that okay. factors into your plans <laughs> okay. at all. Wandris is going to rush up to um, the wall as close to the wall as he possibly can. And he can probably, yeah, he's going to go right to the 
to the outer edge of the wall and keep his eye on the one that's damaged but not so he's under it basically and hoping that the little bit of the wall hides it for right because this thing's on top of the wall yeah um, but you don't have any actions to take the hide action so it definitely saw you run down there well but if it's gonna swoop down at him he's just hoping that he could duck around and get the part of the wall i mean what else should i do what should i run in the other direction yes <laughs> Absolutely, you mean like run, yes. Run away? Yes. Yeah, run away, yeah, if you're going to Oh, hold okay. Okay. Because okay. here's the situation, and, and Wanderers won't understand this, is that. Trish just doesn't. Yeah, is that like you want, like, it's it seems cowardly, but you want your friends in between you and this thing, not because you want your friends to get hurt, but if you get hurt and you lose concentration, the other one comes back. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then so. you got to fight two of them. So well, I thought if it didn't come, if it was going to another plane, it wouldn't come back. Well, it only does that. It only stays where it goes if you can maintain concentration for a minute. Or for a minute, right? for a whole minute. Ah, okay. So, we so, make it through it. so, so Wanderous has to keep concentration on this spell for the whole minute, or okay. the other Wanderous one goes has back. started to run. Totally worth cowering for a minute because that is so, <laughs> oh, yeah. that is so yeah. badass. I mean, it's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, because the alternatives Let's fight go. two of them, right? Um, and I, you I know, I don't it. want to tell you what to do, but it just well, no, you need to because I've never been in this position before. Yeah. God, okay. What a big move, though. God. Ace of Spades yes. says, "Hold cast up like a sheep." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, that brings us to Esmeralda, who uh, looks up at that thing and is going to. Yeah. Uh, is going to cast lightning bolt. So she is going to come right over to the edge and she is going to fire off a uh, I don't really have the thing I need. Uh, we'll just use this. She's going to fire off a lightning bolt at the creature. Uh, which has to make a dexterity saving throw, which it is not uh, proficient in. That's a 13 on the save. Her save DC is 14. Damn. Uh, all right. Level three. Kaboom. Uh, oh, crap. No, that's not the right thing. That's magic circle. I want lightning bolt. Oh, pixel. I missed such a chance. Okay, for 33 points of damage on this creature. That's a big hit. Okay. I don't think this thing has resistance to that. What was the big chance you missed? As a furbog, and I've had this from the beginning, I could have magically turned invisible as a bonus action. Mm. Damn. Rip. You can okay. count on me to do that next time, people. Uh, and then... <laughs> so Esmeralda runs over and does that, and then is going to move back over by uh, Ash and... I don't need her whole name to be visible. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, that one is banished. Next is the big guy uh, who is going to jump down with a slam and a blast of uh, stuff. It jumped down 30 feet. Does does a, does a demon take falling damage is the question. I'm going to say <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to agree. Okay. That would be... 
I think he doesn't take as much falling damage as you would, so he takes, uh, we'll round that down to six falling damage. Hey, a little bit helps. Uh, but that is gonna, the jumping down is gonna grant him advantage on his first attack. Which will of be me. three, which is coming at, uh, actually he's gonna, he's gonna, like, crouch down and hit Cass, but is also gonna skirt around to get in melee with more of you, uh, to spread the pain. I would have said love, but you know, that's all right. The first attack coming at cast with advantage is a 25 to hit. No, Hmm. that hits. All right. You take six piercing damage and nine necrotic damage. And uh, as this thing rakes its massive claws into you, uh, the shock of the sudden slashes causing you to bleed uh, you are unable to take reactions this turn. Oh, shit. So, um, and then it's going to make um, another, it's going to make an attack against Esmeralda because she uh, shot it with lightning. It only attacked you because you were kind of the closest thing. It's only going to take the other two attacks on Esmeralda, but it doesn't have advantage on these attacks. Um, that's a 23 and a 25. Oof. Okay, uh, so that is 16 and 8 points of damage to Esmeralda. Those are big hits for Esmeralda. Okay. Um, that is it for the creature. Uh, as it jumps down, by the way, uh, it's like gargling this strange language is like coming out of its weird multi-tongued mouth. And I do not sp- nope, I only speak select- uh, celestial yeah. common and I don't dwarvish. think anyone speaks infernal. Abyssal. I don't even know where that's at. I'm like, yeah, I don't speak it. <laughs> All the way on the left at the bottom under uh-huh. proficiencies. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, nah. Okay, uh, yeah, so none of you have any idea. It doesn't seem Esmeralda has any idea either what that meant. Uh, but it was clearly some kind of sentient language that it's barking at you. Uh, but that does bring us to Cass. Okay, uh, Mesa Disruption. Okay. Naturally. Oh, no, that's a nine. Oh, Bob. Oh, he's, some people Burn. have used their inspo. Ash used inspo. Who else has? I've not used mine. You've not I'm used using yours. it okay. now. Um, you uh, you do have um, bardic my as well. bardic inspiration as How well. How much more does that give me? Um, I believe... D8 now, four? I would think. Oh, eight. Um, yeah, it's got to be up to a D8 by now, D8, right? Eight, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so would a 17 hit? Did you roll it? You have to roll the, the you D8. Have to, you don't get an 8. You got to roll. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. so you roll um, a D8 on top of what you so have. So you you might want to use advantage and then see if you need the Bardic. Yeah. 4 would get you to a 13. I imagine um, that doesn't hit. It does not. But if you want to burn your inspiration, we can add the 4 to whatever you roll. I'm fine with that. Oh, and Ash has inspiration back Yay! because chat has an endless well of, of channel points. <laughs> I wish yeah. I did. I wish I could help. I just now got enough. Yeah, to get somebody it back. did. Okay, 25. 25, oh. which is actually 29. That definitely hits, yes. 
Okay, uh, damage. Okay, so that's 17, because it's, a, the Mesa Disruption works against fiends. Yes, okay, oof, did not like that. And then, okay, so you said I can't take reactionary attacks, but I can still use my extra attack, right? Correct, you can't take reactions, so shield, opportunity attacks, stuff like that. And neither okay. can Esmeralda. Uh, 26. Hits. That'll be a 12. Okay. Damn. Our big also hits on H. this thing. Only fighting one of these things at a time is much better for you guys. Wandrus is really, <laughs> truly the MVP here. Uh, anything else from Cass? Um... Well, let's see. Can I use Leon? Well, oh, shit. How far away is she from me? Fuck. Let me. Um. Hold on. I'm trying to see if I can use Leon hands as a bonus action or no, if that has to be. No, I think it's be. an action. Oh yeah, it's an action. Okay. Um. Yeah. I'm not gonna do anything else. All right. Uh, that brings us to Peta. Okay, um... <laughs> um... Man, you guys are so much more powerful than you first walked into Barovia. Oh my <laughs> god. You really are. <laughs> Alright. Um... I don't gosh. feel very powerful. Oh, you, you just banished a whole ass demon to another dimension. What do you mean? <laughs> Could you imagine how much... You hey, one you shot a creature that to date has taken... This creature so far, from Cass and everybody else, has taken 70-some-odd points of damage and is looking rough. So clearly this thing has, you know, a sack of hit points, and you one-shotted that thing because it failed Damn. to save. Could you imagine if Thorn was still alive, though? We could have banished both of them. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> there Jeez. we go. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, can you imagine um, the world where I let Wandris walk right under the thing and then he got pounced on and then the other one came back? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I just didn't understand. Well, it's okay. That's why I told you. But if I thought that you should have understood that, I would have done what I did. <laughs> but, but you could see there's this big black thing there. So I was just trying to hide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I can actually get rid of that now. Lay it on him, Peter. Yeah, this. sorry. That's what that looks like. Oh, okay. So you guys okay. can see. Uh, okay. Because okay. I, I originally thought we were looking at the one that looking at the thing to like the right of us. Oh no, that is uh -oh. that is technically what's on top, but they moved it over there so that it you uh -oh, could like, okay. Yeah, I thought that so was that like it, another so that you could see what's just... underneath because you have to see the yeah. portcullis in the fire, and if yeah, they stuck sense. this on top of it, it would be under there, and you couldn't see it. So they're like, "Oh, it's like a, it's like Legos. They've taken the top off and set yeah, it to the I side." Yeah, I got it. I, yeah. Like I thought that was like a tower jutting up out of the abyss or something. Yes. Okay. That makes sense though. All right, Peta, what you got? Okay. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh run over to it. Um. And then, how uh, bonus action? Is this a bonus action? It is not. Okay. Um. Okay. So sorry. Uh, you'll have to clarify because I'm used to being a spellcaster mainly. Um. 
<laughs> um, so with the extra attack, um, I can attack twice, but that takes up my bonus action, right? No. Uh, when no? you take the okay. attack action, cool. it is two attacks, and then you still Perfect. have a bonus action to play with. If you're two awesome. weapon fighting and you have light weapons in both hands, then mm -hmm. you then attack once with your main hand and once with your offhand as a bonus action. But if you had extra action, attack okay. in that scenario, you'd make two main hand attacks and one offhand attack. Okay. Right. So they, that makes yeah. sense. So you would get two full attacks. Okay. All right. I I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Um, all good. So. That I'm level, gonna go that level seven, baby. We got we all I got know, new right? stuff. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna go ahead and use my uh, sun sword. Um, yes. So <laughs> play it on him, baby. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it out. I'm gonna activate it, um, and then I'm oh, gonna no, take to a do. swing at it. I'll do that later. He says, uh, "What? What did I do for his voice? I know I put I like reverb remember. on it, but he was just and like." So, um, do you remember uh, when uh, I was down there last and we did our, our in-person game with the Reemses? Um Yes. It's like Dredgelord. Uh, it's like that. Was he like Dredgelord? Really? Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He, and he goes, uh, oh, that's yeah. right. Because he's, he's very bloodthirsty. Well, that's yep. right. He's like, yep. he's like, hell yeah, my time has come. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Long have I lain dormant beneath that gazebo. But now is my time to shine. And there's just like this blast of sun <laughs> erupting from the hilt <laughs> as Pina wades into battle. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, OK, so I'm going to go ahead and use the sun sword. I'm going to try to attack it here. Um, oh, man. Thanks for reminding me about Dredge Lord. <laughs> yes, I forgot you're about welcome. him. He's amazing. I, I, I really want to. Uh, build another warlock just just for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's a twenty-four uh, to hit, and that is nine radiant damage. Okay, and this thing is not um, undead, so it does yep. just take the nine damage. But that is your first attack. Yep. And I'm gonna go ahead and uh, attack again, and that is a sixteen to hit. Sixteen um, does hit. Okay, and that is three radiant damage. Three um, radiant damage. Okay. And then hang I'm going to go in. Oh, what's oh. yours? I want to just make sure that we've got your stuff right for this. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I, okay. You have a plus zero to strength and you're getting the plus two from the sword. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, and that's uh, three radiant. And then I'm going to use my bonus action. And um, what, is it? what was I, I going to use? <laughs> healing um, word. Uh, Misty yeah, stat. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, healing word. Um. Yeah, I was gonna healing word uh, Esmeralda. Um, okay. So yeah, let her rip. That's uh, level one, which is gonna be six points of healing. Okay. Well, what 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 word do you heal Esmeralda with? Um. Or words. Oh God, I don't. Who's Captain? Hey, girl. <laughs> um. Like how how you do <laughs> Hey, uh, you okay? Oh my! And I think it's so Bert. unexpected. Esmeralda just kind of gives you like a. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, is like flooded with the warmth of your healing magic, which is very confusing oh for her. <laughs> I'm sure. Wow. Um. All right, Ash. This thing is looking rough. One of these things arc. turns out to not have been nearly enough of a challenge for you guys. <laughs> Should have been four of them up there. <laughs> okay, listen. We're going to use steady aim again. Give me advantage. 
Hashtag rogue things. I don't plan on moving anyway. Okay. And let's use our blood blade, huh? Yeah, baby. In the saw form. Come on. How about oh, yes. oh, God. Oh, how about, how yes. about oh, 20 nat 20, 29 to hit. <laughs> uh, That's a critical. BRB, gotta oh do something. Rogue critting is... And, and we get I sneak hope attack, have, baby. Yeah, I hope I've got this thing set up. Also, oh, well, you're going to gain nine temporary hit points. Pants, so let's just finish this. All right, let I'm gonna it gain rip. How many hit points you said? You get nine temporary hit points. Okay, we'll do that, and then we'll hit the damage. You guys ready? Hit the damage. Boom. It's going to be. Yeah, do it. Come on, come on. Come Holy on. shit! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy crap! Okay, so that's twenty-seven. Uh, thirty-six plus eight is 40 44 4 damage yeah, 44 jesus damage. ash that would have been half this thing's hit points at full health practically this is like 105 hit points oh my god it's only got 15 left as this demon is continuing to just sputter these you know incomprehensible syllables just like weird guttural stuff at you as it's slashing into your friends. Ash whips out this this serrated uh, blade covered in blood and bandages and shit. Uh, what how, what 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 does Ash do with it? How does this go? What happens? Oh my god! I don't know how much room I have to play with this thing, but I, go, I know what I want to Absolutely free reign. Okay. I want to grab one of its tongues, okay? Yes. <laughs> and I want to, like, kind of legolose this, all right? We got to, like, kind of swing up onto its back and, like, come from the top with the blade. Yes. The yeah, so this thing, as it's, like, it's got these, like, tentacles and these tongues and this guttural stuff, one of the tongues lashes a little too close. Ash, you, like, run and grab the tongue to swing up onto the head. Mm. You slam the sword in between and this thing has something like uh four eyes two on each side of its head you slam right in the middle and the the uh, the momentum of swinging up onto its back carries you down its back so you split its skull and then start carving in through its spine practically laying the whole back of the creature out and this like steaming blood uh that's like brackish blackish red smelling like brimstone and rot uh and like but you also like the blood itself is kind of like burning um as you like slide down it this like heat is radiating off of this thing and then it slowly just like dissolves in the infernal rune is absorbing the blood sluicing it back down into the abyss and it vanishes well done team come on that's what i'm talking about good lord and, that was uh, and with insane. nothing else to attack you, the minute passes, Wanderous maintains uh, his concentration, and that demon does not come back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> what so happens good. to the flame Fire. and the portcullis? Um, absolutely nothing. Ah, damn it. <laughs> well, and here we are. And Esmeralda Bobby. says, like, hot damn. I was pretty sure of seeing you guys in action. I think I mean, we, we need may to have be a chance. very careful. I couldn't <laughs> understand what that thing was saying, but do you think it was calling for help? No, I was like speaking some kind of like weird abyssal language. I'm sure we're fine. Well, let's figure out how to get this thing opened up because apparently yeah. that wasn't it. Yeah, well, on the bright nice. side, you don't see any other statues that could possibly come to life and attack you. So we're good. Can I like investigate the portcullis or anything? Sure. Like that? I don't. I, I don't have magic, but like yeah. I can investigate it. I guess. How close do you want to get to it? I mean, within five feet of it, I guess. All right. Because I, I feel like if I'm going to look at it, I yeah. Gotta look As at it, right? you enter within ten feet of the portcullis, <laughs> it lied. begins to magician. just raise on its own. <laughs> Worse. The green flame still stands before you. Does it look like something we could jump over? How high is it? No, the wall of green flame uh, goes all the way up to the, like, the top of where the portcullis is. So it's like it, it fills the whole back of uh, the thing. The only way around would be to climb over, which now that the statues are gone, you, you either can find a way to get rid of the flame, climb over the thing, and you know the statues aren't up there to attack you. So it's like, well, here, let me miss these What's the step? dangerous? Let me misty step through it and see what happens. Okay. So also oh most curious at this at this distance. Do I feel heat off of this? Um, from ten or you? I guess you said you would get up to five feet away. Uh, yeah, I think from this distance you do begin to feel heat. Uh, so I, 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 like I'm gonna move like twenty feet up here. Okay. Yeah, Cass, you misty step over, poof, reappearing on the other side of the flame and uh, you are standing on the other side of the flame. Do I see anything that could like either open the portcullis or get rid of the flame? Well, the portcullis opened on its own. Oh, uh, you okay. don't see any mechanism for opening the portcullis, but the flame is still there. Do I see anything that could potentially like like a switch or um you don't see anything that looks like a switch or any way to douse the flame. Um it is just like magical flame just kind of like sitting there. Well, what's this up here to my right? Uh, that is like a guard tower. Uh, it's like a big octagonal building. Um, there's a door right in the front of it. Um, and then further on, does it look you like can see another because like a bridge. Um, no, most of this stuff uh, looks pretty like... Decrepit. Well, it's not like broken down, but it's you don't see like people up top looking at you. Like there, if you look at the uh, the handout, there are some other statues up there uh, that look like knights in armor. Um, Do I get like weird vibes from them at all? Um, I think the tower is too tall for your divine sense to reach. Um, 
and I don't think from here, and I think it's also a little farther to see what, the, you know what I mean? It's like when you're 30 okay. feet away from the one statue and you can see like the yeah. wrinkles in its skin and you're like, okay, that okay, seems yeah, that's okay. Fair. These things, it's like men in armor, which would be smooth anyway, probably, and they're farther away and your divine sense can't reach. So I don't think that you have any idea about those guys. Uh, you know, well, well, you're doing that. I think Wanderers is going to walk up to where to just barely beyond the portcullis, right? Because the sure. flame is at the other side of the door. Is that what I understand? So, the, so the flame is this. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see this. Can maybe you can't. Like, right here is the, whole, is the flame. Is the can you guys tent? see that? Yeah. 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 That but is so flame. So if I move here, I'm not in it. Correct. And uh, reaching into his mess kit, Wanders pulls out a spoon and he's going to toss it towards the green flame to see what happens. Um, yeah, it goes through the flame uh, and lands on the other side. And Cass would see that it has yeah. a little bit of like ash and stuff on it. Like it's been blackened like it, you know, does it still look like a spoon? What do you see, Cass? Tell me. I mean, it just looks burnt. So it is very much a tangible flame, like it will hurt okay, us. Then yeah. Wondrous reaches back into his rations and pulls out a piece of something, dried meat. Sure. And he tosses that through. Yeah, it definitely. What do you see now? Singes the meat. Uh, it's like burns Medium it. Medium rare. Does it singe it, singe it, or does it burn it to a hideous crisp? Yeah, it looks like a solid medium rare steak to me. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it burned it. It's definitely, it doesn't look like... It doesn't Definitely look like a person. Like jump well, it. I mean, you you take. Da I, the, I guess what I'll explicitly say, having tested this, uh, you will take damage if you go through the flames. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure yeah. out. Are we going to some amount damage of damage? And it's not. It's it's not. It doesn't seem like insignificant damage. It seems like yeah. It will I mean, hurt. I definitely, like I definitely wouldn't try to like jump through it because like, and I think you would probably get the sense too, right? Like if you took a little bit of jerky, right? And like tossed it through a campfire. It doesn't come out the other side, like blackened. This kind yeah. of does like it, it burns okay. it more. It it's burns it worse hot. than you get the sense would happen, you know, from just like natural fire and like running through it. I wonder if I can find anything up in that tower that could stop it. Um. Well, before you go, not to like put a pin in that, um, Peta, didn't you say that you could also traverse through there? Um, uh, I can, but, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I can only, uh, traverse, uh, like this once a day, unfortunately. Um, but it is, it is doable. So, and, and I can take only one, one other person. Um, so I, I can't necessarily take all of you, but I would almost say like, if you came over, bring ash that way like because we don't know i mean we don't really know what's in there like i definitely have reservations about going in there by myself i can like i will if i need to but well, um good and wanderers is looking up to see if it looks like there's anything on the rest on from what he can see on the top of this thing it's 30 feet high that he thinks if he throws his rope up there he might be able to catch it on something like he put a loop in his rope and threw it yeah, up um, like, to try and climb over the wall yeah i think so so on the two sides of the wall there are these tall spikes um, again, I, there's a handout that's the side view of this thing, and you see that the wall actually is built down over the side of the cliff a little bit, but there are these, like, 
you know, tall spikes, but they don't look like serrated like a sword blade. Like it's round and comes to a point. So if you looped a rope over it and pulled it tight, it wouldn't like cut the rope, right? Well, and Wanderers um, is a big guy, so he's gonna get out his rope, his okay. hempen rope, and he's gonna try to throw it, make a loop in the end, and he's gonna try to throw it up over something. Okay. Well, I mean, they're trying to do gonna... after he threw the piece of jerky and figures he can't run through and just take a little bit of damage. He's going to try to climb over it. Okay. It'd also save a spell slot. So, I mean, if we can do this, that would be. Yeah. Um, okay. So go ahead and make a, we'll call it an athletics check to throw the rope properly. Uh, Wondrous. Wondrous rolled 18. an 18. Yeah, absolutely. So first try, uh, the lasso goes up tightens around one of these spikes uh, over here on this side of the wall uh, and seems like it would be perfectly serviceable to climb over. Okay, Wanderers is going to holler down. Or Wanderers is going to climb over. Yeah, I think I'll let the 18 carry over for the actual okay, climb. Okay, but what he's doing too. is he's climbing to the top of the wall. Okay. And then he's saying, uh, you all need to get up here. Come on, come on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if he it's thinks easy that enough. Esmeralda can't for any reason, he would go back down to get her and let her ride up on his back. Okay. Um, yeah, all right. Who's going up next? It, uh, it'll be, it's not that hard of a check. It's probably like a DC 7 athletics check to climb the rope with Wanderers helping up top. Um, so who wants to go next? Nothing attacks you. You don't notice any change in the fire. Uh, but you also don't see, like, anything appear to happen because you're climbing over the wall. Hey, after you two, I'll come up last. Okay. I'm just um, up top, and I'll, you know, watch the bottom here. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and um, probably go up next. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make your uh, athletics check. There it is. Oh, boy. Don't fail me now, athletics. Hey, 16. 16. Yeah. 16. Yeah. Uh, you climb right up uh, and Wandra sort of pulls you over onto the side. Esmeralda, you're next. All right. Let's see how Esmeralda does. She has a. I'm going to use her. No, I, I've said athletics for everybody. She's got to use strength. She's not proficient. Here goes. 18. 18. Oh, wow. So with a surprising degree of upper body strength, just comes right up the rope. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, and she ends up on the side. And then she kind of goes over looking down the other side uh, and like waves at Cass, uh, making and some room for Ash to get up there. And then Wondrous pulls the rope up, leaves it connected where it is, and moves it over to the other side. <laughs> so Ash is going through the flames, baby. <laughs> Good luck, girl. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> Don't even cry. Wondrous oh, ass. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Realizing it's a mistake. Come on now. <laughs> I thought we were tight. Oh, man. We are. We are. <laughs> You're my favorite weirdo. Two persons in one. And he, and he drops the rope back down for Ash. Okay. Oh, All right, Ash. God. Athletics check. Okay. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, God. oh double nat one! After that nat twenty, ending the fight so epically, yeah. Ash, you pulled something in your lower back as you were like sliding down, ripping the ripping like as you were cutting a hole into the back of that monster. You pulled something important, and you're just not able to get the leverage in your arms to go hand over hand up this wall. 
Um, <laughs> brutal. Uh, Wanderous feels really bad because he made <laughs> his little mistake. So he's going to attempt to go back down and get Ash, the girl, and bring her back up. Okay. Uh, yeah, climbing down, I don't think, is, a, is any kind of a check. Uh, but give me an athletics check. I'm going to set the DC higher. It was like a 7, uh, but uh, we'll call it a 12 with carrying another person. Oh, crud. I got an 11. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, um, <sighs> mm, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to burn chat inspiration on this oh, because no. I, I can't let my bud, Ash, be left <laughs> down at the bottom. Well, I want you to know it's usually not like this. Usually I don't have a, a problem. Wait, now, do, but I, do I get far enough up the rope that Ash could climb past me and keep going? I don't think so. I think, I, you know, I think it's all or nothing with this. Uh, so we're gonna... Okay, Ash, get ready. If I screw up again, you got to go without me. This is athletics. I couldn't even climb by myself. Yes. 16. 16. Hey, all right, that'll good. beat it. So it's a struggle. <laughs> oh it is. But you finally, after, like, you, I think with the 11, you get, like, halfway up. So 15 out of the out of the... 30 feet that you need to get so just far enough that ash can't make it over the top by herself and you slide back down and like you burn your hands a little bit ash definitely got rope burn on the first try uh and then wanderous sort of steals himself uh cracks his neck and starts climbing up again and this time laboriously like fezzik from uh the uh princess bride uh, <laughs> manages to just like slump over the top uh letting ash down and you are all on top of the While pulling the rope up, Wanderous looks over at Ash and says, the next time Mrs. McDonovich offers you seconds on Kretz grits, say no. McDonovich? Mm -hmm. uh, it was Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Thank well, you very much. <laughs> Kretz? Kretzk? Kretzk, yeah. Kretz. Listen, we might be able to take out a fiery, you know, demon from the abyss, but, uh, 30 foot wall it's really just not in it we can't yeah. it is our you're definitely having image. much more trouble with this 30 foot wall than y'all did with that with that demon <laughs> from the abyss <laughs> which I do want to just say it, I, I swapped out the stat block that was the ruinant from the MCDM monster book that just came out uh, and because Ooh. there was only one of them I didn't get to do a bunch of their cool stuff <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, they died too fast. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Two would have been like an okay encounter for you guys, but one was a total <laughs> cakewalk. Uh, but it's okay. It was all thanks to Wandrus absolutely rocking it with that first spell. <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles. <clears throat> okay. Right. Redemption arc. Um, Let's get down this thing. Yeah. No, no, no checks necessary. You guys can climb down the other side. Uh, it's much easier to get down. Should than we it is up. leave the rope for our return trip? Sure. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I have some extra if something happens. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Uh, Wandrous, no harm, no foul. Wandrous, remove rope from your inventory uh, because okay. you are leaving your um rope here. Yeah, I'm positive that I have some. So. Okay. Well, we, yeah, we got to get back out. Yeah. So there is this guard tower. Um. <clears throat> You don't see or hear any like movement or anything going on with it. Um, you can either investigate the place and see what's up in there, or you can just keep heading on your merry way. Uh, there is like another, I don't know, hundred feet or so to a bridge over here. 
um, that you can see that is a like crumbling bridge leading across a river, and the river is several hundred feet down over there. And we don't see any amber doors on this building. No. Should we take a peek in and see if it looks abandoned? I mean, I, I don't see why not at this point. All right. Wandrus moves over to the door and he is uh, looking at it to see if there's a lock on it. Okay. Or if it look, you know. Um, it, uh, it doesn't have a lock, but as you try the door, it does not move. It appears to be barred from the inside. Uh, you might be able to force it open. Um, maybe. It seems to be barred from the inside. Yes. I think we should leave well enough alone. If there were something in there, it probably would come after us. But whoever is in the back of our group should maybe watch. I, I can keep watch. Yeah, I think that seems like a good idea. Okay. Wanderers is going to head on for right. uh, you know for the other thing then, unless okay. somebody what's gets the marching in front order? Of him. Yeah, what's the marching order for that? I can take second. Okay. I'll be in the back again. I think just kind of what how we were. Okay. Previous. Yeah. Same marching order as we had, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you already okay. moved me. Sorry. Well, no, <laughs> Ash is is further towards the back. Oh, That's hey, okay. while we're walking, okay. Pixel, can I go ahead and use some lay on hands on myself? Yeah, absolutely. Where did Ash go? I'm third. Did I delete? Ash? Did you see I'm, yourself? I'm right here. Yeah, I'm right here. We see him. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, you came back Her. when you moved. You weren't on my screen for a second. It was real weird. <laughs> I'm going to bring myself back up to full health. Esmeralda, do you need healing at all? Or are you good? She says, uh, well, um,. You know, my people like to count things on a scale of 1 to 82, and I rate myself at about a 64. You're a 10 in my book. Okay, um, say that. Well, I, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I will go ahead and use Cure Wounds on you. Okay. Yeah, let her rip. Yes, and as a level one, so that'll be five. Okay. That does help. Um, are we okay. out of initiative now? You are out of initiative, yes. I'm going to clear the turn list. Okay. Um, yeah, so you make your way over here. Oop, okay, what am I doing? I'm just like dropping people in weird places. Uh, okay, the, yeah. there's basically nothing of interest um, as you approach. It's just a long, narrow pathway. Um, as you approach the next area, <clears throat> you see that this uh, snowy pass, um, you know, this lighting is not really helping us here to show you guys what's happening, so I'm going to just get rid of it. Uh, and as you approach, you'd kind of be able to see in the edges of this stuff anyway. So uh, the snowy pass comes to a gorge spanned by a stone bridge. Um, at each end of the bridge is a 30 foot tall, 30 foot wide stone arch. Atop each one are two statues of armored knights on horseback with lances charging towards one another. The wind bites and howls like wolves as it passes through the gorge. How realistic do they look? 
Uh, make a perception check or um, Cass, if you want to make a stone cutting check, that's fine too. Yep. So let's see, that would be. 12. Okay. I just okay, gave so... myself six chat inspirations. That was pretty good. <laughs> so, okay, so, so that's a. So, stone cunning check is a 12 plus double my proficiency bonus, so that'd be an 18. Okay. Um, these do not look uh, as detailed as the other ones, they look much more like hand carved statuary. Uh, it's very smooth, very well done marble, but like you would kind of know if these were real knights, there would be like little imperfections in the metal and stuff like that. Or like the fiber of the cloth, if it was as good as those other yeah. things were, the fiber of the cloth would be more visible instead of it just being like, you know, uh, very realistically draped in terms of it being carved out of marble, you know, very much like a Michelangelo type of thing, but not having that level of detail where you'd see like individual fibers in the, you know, in the right. in like the banner on the lance or whatever, right? So that makes sense. Also, so, yeah. uh, it's not to derail, but it, uh, you guys uh, watching on YouTube haven't didn't see this in chat, but we were talking about how the approach to that last uh, thing looked a lot like the uh, approach to Stormville Castle in uh, Elden Ring, where Margaret, the fellow woman, attacks you. Uh, but also, it reminded me that, uh, and and Oz said this place is, Barovia is basically the lens between, which kind of makes sense. It really is. It really is. Uh, but the other thing, too, was that... Um, the 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 green fire was almost like one of those boss fog walls <laughs> oh my god yeah it uh, really is uh, other than that well, you I can see before, through though, it barovia but... is literally the lands between <laughs> everything's trying to kill you you yeah. can trust nothing <laughs> and everything is stagnant and dead and yeah, yeah. And all the history that was important happened several hundred years ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, but Stone Cunning tells you, uh, Cass, that these don't appear to be the same kind of transmutated um, knights. Oh, actually, you know what? I do have a... I, okay. That is what those knights look like. Uh, you can see them over there to the right. That's not okay. where they physically are. That's just... Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. I won't I'm make up. that same mistake. Yeah. Well, Wanderers is looking across that bridge, and he says, "That bridge doesn't look very stable. Do you see how it's falling apart?" Can I use stone cunning to see if the bridge will hold us as we walk across? Sure, I'll <laughs> let that same uh, check okay. ride as you're examining this bridge. Um, <clears throat> the the walls that enclose the stone bridge have fallen away in some places, but the bridge itself appears largely intact. Again, it's like the lands between, you know, like there's yeah. like you're, you're on one of those bridges yeah. that like has fallen away in places. But as long as you don't walk straight off the edge, you should be fine. Hey, don't worry. She'll hold. I'm a little concerned. I'm we a can, big guy. I'm a dwarf. I know stone. If there's one thing I know, it's stone. Those. Uh, yeah, those knights aren't real. We're good. The bridge is fine. Esmeralda All walks right. up and says, uh. This bridge looks sturdy enough that we could uh, ride a horse and fight a pumpkin-headed knight on top of it. You're damn right. We don't have any horses, Esmeralda. But we're saying it'll hold the weight, though. We're good. And Cass will just start walking across. As okay. you walk into the guardhouse... Oh, good. 
you see appearing as if out of nowhere um, on the bridge is a dark cloaked figure on a horse. Oh, I swear to God. Damn it. Um. Hmm. Uh, Does it look use, familiar to anyone? Can I use divine sense? Um. It. What's your range on divine sense? Sixty feet. Uh. uh no. Yeah. It would be okay. Damn, I don't what have does it tell me? Does it tell me is it does it tell me it's undead? Um you don't get a reading off it. Or, or, or like it tells you like you don't get celestial fae fiend or undead or whatever. Um Okay, so it's not so, so okay, so it's none of those things. Then. Correct, yeah. Well, it's not Strahd. It's not undead. How can you can you ping where it actually is on the bridge? Yeah, I was looking for. I guess I'll just take a horse like token and just like drop it on the bridge. That's okay. not. That's too big. Wondrous is going to move up beside Cass. It's. Uh, I feel like it would be like back towards the other side. No, it's like right in the middle, basically, of the bridge. Kind of just like standing there, ominously black cloak flapping in the wind, hood down where you can't see the face. You know, classic. Okay, Wanderous moves up beside Cast. Does anything else happen? No. And he think- looks out towards this creature and he says, Greetings. The wind whips, the cloak whips in the wind. The creature doesn't <laughs> move. I think Cass would. So, not celestial, fiend or undead. There's a chance that this could be friendly. I think Cass is gonna start walking towards it. You know, kind of hands up in the air as a gesture of peace. Okay. Yeah, walk forward. Probably going to move up about... Well... Yeah, about like halfway between us and it, so probably about here, because I think that's about all my movement will get me. Yeah. Hello. We mean you no harm. We just wish to pass. The wind whistles. The creature just stares at you. Uh, But Cass, you begin to feel that uh, sort of pull towards this creature that you have felt, I think, several times in Barovia. As your uh, shadow sort of like lurches across the ground slowly, slithering unnaturally like a snake, not with the with the light. It's just like oozing and inking its way across the bridge, stretching unnaturally. It's like it looks like when the shadow stretches in like the evening, like a normal you know thing. Yeah. Um, 
And when it reaches the creature, uh, it stands up and it's like now looks very strange because shadows are things that lie on surfaces, right? But this now rises to like, you know, it, it, it's like its legs trace all the way back and connect to your feet, but like somewhere along the shin, it bends perpendicular. And what it actually does is like everything behind it becomes colored a little bit by shadow. Right, so it doesn't perfectly obscure it, but it's like as you're looking past the bridge, suddenly everywhere this shadow is is like darkened as if, you know, a hand was between it and a light source, but it's in the shape of Minoth the Dark Star, who reaches mm. out a hand and like strokes the horse's mane for a second, and then the dark rider vanishes in a cloud of ash and your shadow folds back into the ground and slithers back over to you. I think Cass will just kind of like collapse on her knees, like one hand on the ground, clutching her holy symbol, shaken to the core. What do we see? That. Do we see the shadow, the whole thing? Yeah. I don't know if you guys are like, I don't know if anyone else is familiar with the shape that it takes. And it's hard to see, right? Because it doesn't have a physical form. It's only the discoloration of the stuff behind it. But it basically looks like, you know, a medium sized humanoid woman wearing like robes and carrying something that looks like a lantern that sheds no light. But like in in silhouette, yeah, in silhouette, perfectly right. So some of you guys have probably seen me show it on stream or something. But um, I thought there was a handout. There is. There is a handout for Minoth, but I don't think I've ever described Minoth to the group. Oh sure. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think seeing that that Wanderers, who's kind of in the front, is going to run towards Cass, uh, right up to her, and says, "Cass." What was that? What is that? Are you all right? Cass just still gripping her holy symbol. Kind of just gasping for air. We have to tread carefully. And so we will. Are you all right? Who was we, that? What was that? That's the shadow that's been plaguing me my entire life. That was Minoth, the Dark Star. But Cass, it was your shadow. She's been living in my shadow my entire life. I don't know why. I don't know what she wants. She's just always been there, lurking, trying to pull me to the dark trying to pull me to evil and it's taken everything I can to fight it and as you say that you feel that pull and I think having lived with this creature long enough you get the sense that it likes the direction that you're currently going in and doesn't particularly want anything to stand in the way I think you also get the sense when the creature dissolved that it was like 
it was it looked like when you misty step or when an illusion fades it was like this it wasn't like it ate a creature in front of you it was like whatever apparition was the form of this horse you know that it was being sort of removed by your shadow we have to stay this way but I have to tread carefully something's not right we'll help you Cass as much as we can let's get across this bridge everyone one step at a time um real quick can I take a look back towards the uh the old guard tower um that we passed by yes um does has like the door opened or has there been any type of disturbance or anything that I can see there at least from here has not okay wanted to double check yeah all good. thinking I think Wanders is gonna try to help Kaz get up and if Kaz mm-hmm. is struggling to get across the bridge Wanders is gonna help her I think once Cass gets back to her feet and kind of regains her composure, she's fine. She's just still kind of shaken. Yeah. Let's go. And I think Wanderse is going to start to move with Cass across the bridge, carefully, very carefully, going straight up the middle of the bridge. Okay. You begin to move carefully up the bridge... And you cross the bridge on the other side, coming to the other arch. Uh, On this side of the arch, um, give her that. Uh, One of the statues has crumbled, leaving only the hindquarters of the horse intact. And the mountain pass carries on afterwards. Uh, Nothing stops you as you move. You slowly make your way. Disturbed by what you've seen. uh, Back out. And you have crossed the bridge at the Selenka Pass. Uh, So you guys are like down here. And you've made your way across. Um, I'm going to say that that probably took like half an hour to an hour so we're we're in the like 12 30 one o'clock range of the day here uh you might it's up to you guys you there's opportunities to take a short rest if you want there's opportunities to like you will have to at the very least like eat some trail rations on the road you don't have to stop to eat them but you'll have to munch on it you know to keep your strength up as you climb and as you begin to climb up this part of the mountain as you're getting higher and higher uh the cold is becoming more and more bitter and I don't think any of you have, like, warm winter clothes, right? Mm, I just um, have traveling yeah. clothes. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it would be, like, yeah. a separate thing of gear. Yeah, it, so, I so. I don't think you're quite yet in a position where you're going to start having negative effects from the cold. Mm. Um, but yeah. eventually that is likely if, to happen to all of you. If, if needed, um, I also have Weeman's Tiny Hut where we can kind of recoup. Um so, and the environment within Lehman's tiny hut is dry uh, yeah. and comfortable. So, okay. Did we lost okay. some torches. So I, that might give a little bit of, you know, 
even sure. if it doesn't actually help us, I think that would be like nice to have a little bit of warmth in front of us. And do we need to have taken a short break to eat so that anyone can buff their uh, health a little bit more? That is up to you guys. I think the only person currently missing hit points is uh, Esmeralda, and she's willing to push on if that's what the group wants. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm back to full health. So, okay. How are we looking on spell slots, y'all? I mean, um, I'm sitting at I'm one. Lo- like, like I've got two level twos and three level ones left. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting good on Go spells. Ahead. Um, sorry to like jump in. Here. Can you guys give me like a second? I'm gonna go off cam just for a minute. Sure. <laughs> Um, and if we can still hear him, I have I don't have my fourth level spell. Obviously, that right. was banishment, and I've used it. I have all my second level, which I have three hmm. second, three first, and two third. Okay. Also, but who currently I've also has inspiration? Got, you know, just like so those know. little those things I have with ch- with channel divinity. Uh, I currently have chat inspiration. Um, I do not, but I have. Um, I do have. DM inspiration, so I have no inspiration. Okay, Cass. No inspiration. I don't think okay, Vincent. I, I can't. No, no Vincent did gave use. Him. Vincent did use him, but did somebody give it back? Uh, I think uh, Skittle. Uh, yeah, Skittle gave it back. Yeah. Nobody okay. gave it back to me. Um, and then, as far as spell slots goes, uh, Esmeralda has used one of her third level. She still has her fourth level. Mm. Um and. All of her first and second levels. So, uh, all she yeah. really did was cast that lightning bolt. So, okay. Sorry, guys. I talked fourth level spells with Pixel just today. That was, and I just on a whim decided to cast that one. I mean, that's a good spell. Yeah, I knew when you were mm-hmm. debating. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't really put my <laughs> finger on this scale, so I didn't. But you, uh, you oh, definitely made you the right didn't. choice. You really didn't. You told me a couple of three, and mm-hmm. yeah. He didn't. Uh, uh, the other well, thing I can tell you it. now that you guys have passed it is that you could have dispel magic to the thing, but you didn't have it prepared, and I didn't tell you to prepare it. <laughs> I was like, well, they just won't have it. <laughs> anyway. Who I could have done dispel yeah. magic? I believe you have Do that I as a third level that? spell. You just don't have it prepared. I looked at your sheet. Yeah. No. I have. There have been times. And Esmeralda doesn't have it. I don't have it. I ain't got a shred of magic. I've just been hanging yeah, out with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Now, wait a <laughs> oh, third level spell. Yeah, dispel. You want me to do uh, some stabby yeah, stabs? I got that. But okay. Other than that, All right. I'm basically uh, as you guys have moved on, you've lit some torches for the little bit of warmth they can provide. I need another roll. Okay. Um, I think it? it's back to me. Sure. I'll take yeah. this one. 14. All right. You are carrying on up into the bitter, bitter cold. You make your way to a fork in the road, which you know you need to go north, further up into the mountain, to the south. (coughs) It looks like it just winds down into the fog. Excuse me. Uh, I need one more roll. Okay, I'll do it. Seven. Seven. All right. And let me count. Oh, God. You were at two and a half hours when you started. It took, let's say, half an hour. You're at three hours. So you've been on the road for about four hours now. As you approach higher and higher up in the mountains, Cass, the feeling gets stronger. And 
you begin to recognize some of the scenery. From my dreams? From your first night here in Barovia. The mountaintop. The amber doors, which you have yet to quite see, but you recognize the the long pass. We're going up to High Rothgar here, basically, and you recognize the terrain. Yeah, I kind of, like, honestly, I kind of figured this would be kind of where this came into play, but Cass is going to keep all of that to herself right now. I'm just going to see how this plays out. Okay. Well... You begin to approach this place. Now, at this point, it's so cold up here. Everyone is, even with the torches, is basically shivering. Um, You will all, as you explore this place, um, have the adverse effect of uh, weather... Um, where's the, yeah, of, what's, uh, of extreme cold. So, um, for every hour that you are exploring this place, uh, you will have to make DC 10 con saves or suffer levels of exhaustion because it's so cold. Uh, but you're not quite there yet. I'm not going to impose that till you actually get into exploring the place. Okay. Um, and then and as if you... we stop and rest in like Liam's hut and warm up, does that affect affect that? Yeah, I would. That would like reset it. And if you rest, you lose the exhaustions, you know. But like yeah. long rests take away exhaustion. So. So we yeah. need to pay attention to how much we do before we rest. Like uh, we tend to just yeah. keep powering yeah. forward. This right. might mm-hmm. not be the best decision. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I can use ritual casting, uh, on lemons, um, as well, uh, as part of my, uh, features. So it doesn't cost me a spell slot, um, as long as I do the ritual casting. Uh, okay. But as we oh approach, God, this really does look familiar. As we approach, uh, you recognize you are now, it's, you're having that deja vu, but like not just the instant of deja vu, like a person normally has, you remember so clearly that vivid dream of walking up this path, slowly approaching. Like this Um, is where I imagine it to be almost. Let me see. I do want to add some light because you guys, parts of this are outside. So give me one second to add the like outside light stuff. Um, Because, like, you would know from your vision, right, that inside is, like, not lit. Uh, Okay, hang on. Let me just... Okay, hopefully that's kind of giving you guys what you need to be able to see. Okay. So, you can see uh, it is heavily snowing out here, and the road fades away under a covering of snow, but takes you far enough to see the facade 
of some kind of temple carved into the sheer mountainside ahead. The front of the structure is 50 feet tall and has six alcoves in the front containing 20 foot tall statues. Each statue is carved from a single block of amber and depicts a faceless hooded figure. Its hands pressed together in a gesture of prayer. Between the two innermost statues is a 20 foot tall archway with a staircase leading down. So we see all these amber-like statues? Yes, you see all these amber statues. Uh, I should probably say, I I think we... This has to be the right area. We at least got the the coloration right. This is. I think that's all Cass is going to say. Shall we move forward? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. I think... Cass just feeling nervous is gonna grip her mace on the hilt a little bit. Okay. Marching order. Wanderous begins to move forward. Cast in second. Okay. Cool with the same if everybody else is. Alright, so Wandress, Cass, Ash. Oh. Oh. Esmeralda Pita, was that right? Yep, I think so. Okay, uh, and are you guys just like walking right up to the front of this thing? Are you exploring around the sides at all? Like, I there's think an obvious door to... right here. So tell me what you. You know. Well, are we looking at snow all around us? Yeah. Right. So there's like, oh, there's okay. And it's to, icy. On, I need icy to add, cold. I need to put some stuff here on the. I've missed some spots. I think Wanderous wants to get inside. This is the mountaintops of the giant shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like, yeah. you know, in character, it makes the most sense to try to find the indoors as quick as possible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you are exposed on the mountaintop and the wind is whipping across and the snow is banking yeah. up in drifts and there's like a thin little road leading into this one obvious spot. But I just wanted yeah. to double check what people were That's doing. valid. Unless somebody stops and Wanderous is just going to move forward and attempt to get, you know, to something as soon as possible. And with everything you're Mm. describing, I don't think he's looking to either side or anything. He's just moving. Okay. Um, Okay. I think Esmeralda is going to cast light on one of her weapons, probably on her sword. Yeah. So Esmeralda is going to cast light. Uh, okay. Some people said they have torches. Who has torches? So I can put those up. Well, I also have light, and it's a cantrip. Right. I mean, some so, people are saying torches for heat, too. So, like, who yeah, wants to use light? Who wants torches. to use torches? You can see after a few feet down into this thing, it gets dark, right? So. If um, somebody gave Ash a torch, I would have been carrying it. I don't have them. Um, I don't oh, have torches either. Um, I have a lantern. Right, you have a lantern. Well, you could use a lantern, too. So, like, whatever light source you want to use, you guys just know it's dark in here. Whoever needs, you know, 
and the, and then there's also the heat component, right? It may help. It was a bit to answer that. the question of who has a torch. If somebody gave me a torch, I was carrying gotcha. it, but I at this point I didn't have. Well, one. Wanderers had eight torches, so I figure like with what we've been through, that's going to take it down to seven. And he's certainly, if you feel like the torch would do more warmth than the lantern, I'll certainly give you. A torch. Yeah. What's the DM call on that? Well, so it's a, it's a bit of a. It'll definitely do, the torch will do more warmth regardless. You have to hold it in one of your hands, right? So if you are, it, it factors into that. So it's like you you normally have like your quarter staff or thither and your spellcasting focus. And we don't worry too much about what you're holding and how. But as we go around, if people are torchbearers, that does sort of start to matter. If you cast light on something, it doesn't give you any heat, but you could cast it on an object that you're holding, you know. And, and how long does whatever. the torch last? I believe each torch burns for an hour. What I feel like that yes, each torch would burns have done for one hour. Would have been putting off the torch until it just was unbearable. And then I feel like he had a torch himself and he gave uh, Ash a torch and got an hour's worth of warmth. But as we're heading for the building, he's not going to light another one. He's okay. going to put light on his quarter staff. Going to put light on the staff. Okay. So I just took uh, two torches off of my list. And Understood. we got an hour's worth of warmth out of the torch. Okay. So that. Ash wouldn't have gone into being exhausted any sooner than anybody else. Yeah, I mean, for me, the torches was just more like a flavor thing anyway. So Sure. Yeah. No, I, I got you. Um, and the only reason I bring it up is because it, it's the, because of the cold, right? So it's like, okay, yeah. you have this choice between magical light, which frees up your hands, or holding torches, which may help you with warmth a little bit. So, you know, whatever choice you guys make... <laughs> Going forward well, I think Wanderers would you know. also assume that when we get inside, since if nothing has attacked us across the thing, then he really needs to be so that he can use both hands. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Wanderers has light. Uh, Esmeralda has light. Uh, what anyone else? What is anyone else doing on that front? Is that all the light? I mean, um, Bourne's just going to. Er, oh fuck. Cast, not Thorin, is going to use her dark vision. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull out um, uh, Revenge, the Sun Sword. Okay. Um, and How much use light that. does it give you? Uh, so it starts at 15 feet, and I can use an action to expand it to 30 feet. Okay. So if you want to just make it, it's up to you with what you want to do. You mm. can just make it as big or small as you want between 15 and 30 feet, I think. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and just I think do twenty. Okay. I think because that's about a standard torch yeah. anyway. So okay. I'll just we'll do, do that. twenty feet of light, twenty feet of dim. Okay. All right. Well, there we are. You guys headed in? Yeah. Wanderers yeah. would head in unless yeah. something stops. Him. Is this where we see the amber doors or not? This is you just do, like a... you see amber statues. You don't yet see amber doors. Okay. I, I thought so. I just want to double check on that. Um, Wanderous is going to move in and start down the steps. Yeah, icy steps descend 10 feet to a time-ravaged hallways with arrow slits in the walls. Beyond the hall lies a vast sepulchral darkness. Okay, Wanderous has stopped just before the arrow slits. I think he takes his his quarter staff and waves it in front of the slits before he goes past. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, you can look into that, uh, and you can see, um, in the arrow slit, you can see just what appears to be a square, a square room. Uh, in one side, you see a skeleton slumped in the corner, wearing a blue wizard's robe, appearing to uh, clutch a wand. One other thing is you do not see any doors. As you, like, look around into the room, you're not sure how a person gets in there. The arrow slits are too narrow for anyone to fit. Okay, since Wanderers is in front, he would share that information with everybody as he moves past. Are those more arrow slits? How much of this is coming back to me from my dreams, Pixel? <laughs> uh, it's identical. Yeah, so yeah, but you do I like, generally know like what to do. Well, you sort of like walked into the place and then it kind of like took you uh down the stairs. Um there was like a big statue. Um and um a bunch of stuff, so you know, uh, I don't know that you remember, like, I don't, I don't know that you would necessarily trust that that's, like, a good way to go, necessarily, from the nature of that dream, right? It took you into a place, you remember there's, like, a big area with two sets of stairs that go down to another open area, and then there appear to be some kind of, like, uh, rooms down, you know, like, columns and stuff down there um and then there's doors everywhere and it's like you don't necessarily i don't think you would know like if i'm trying to get to the you know because on the one hand too you also didn't see the thing you're looking for necessarily like uh, you okay. saw amber doors uh in there but i think like lots of the doors are amber if i'm not mistaken um okay but I think you would it would be pretty prominent that at the west end of the balcony, like you kind of are looking down at this and can see a balcony and then it drops off, right? You know at the west end, if you go left from that balcony, uh, there were some amber doors maybe. But I don't think it took you that way in the dream. So I don't think you know okay. like what's the deal with all that. Yeah, that's so. fair. So, um, yeah, you've looked in the arrow slits. And, uh, okay. Well, there's also another set of arrow slits at the end of the room, isn't there? No, that is like a railway. So, as oh, you okay. look out, you can see a 20 foot wide balcony of black marble with a shattered railing overlooking. You can't see much of it, some kind of big room, a vast temple thing. As you approach further, uh, it looks like you you know you dimly could see a floor deep below and you can see these different uh stairways leading down you can kind of see an open set of doors over there from where you went um hang on let me bring okay, Wanders is up. just waiting on everybody he doesn't know what to do he got us in there um, and i yeah. i'm guessing it's still ice cold it is it is still freezing in here um as you get to this big balcony uh, 20 foot wide balcony of black marble shattered railing overlooking uh, now that you're in here a little more and can see further some kind of vast temple room um, and vaulted ceiling is about 30 feet above the balcony 
Uh, the walls and ceiling are covered in some kind of amber glaze, uh, so there's this almost golden reflection of the light that you're putting out. Uh, and then I don't think either of anyone can see this. Maybe Cass can. No, you're too far in. Yeah, no one can see. You see an open set of doors that does not appear to be amber. Oh no, you do. You see a set of amb- you see a set of uh, amber doors that are open to your east. That's like a, a big double set of doors that are made of the same kind of like amber stone that the uh, stuff was up front. And then Cass, as you come up, you see a closed set of doors to the west. Are they um, the same color or no? Yes. Yeah. Well, all the damn doors in here are amber. <laughs> yeah. Then I guess yeah. we have to check them all. I I guess we will. Okay. Uh, and at this point as well, are you guys like sneaking around? I mean, you have light, but like you know, um, what's the what's the plan? I I probably wouldn't. Um, I, and I think at this point, knowing like seeing how big this room is, I'm gonna just expand my uh, sunblade um, up to uh, the thirty. I think. Okay. At this point, yeah. just because. That's... Uh... Well, as we've all stopped, Wanderous is listening. Does he hear anything? Give that me... is it just the wind whistling around. A perception check. Okay. I gotta get back to the front page of my character sheet. Did it it didn't show up. What did I do wrong? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. Uh on a twenty-three. You hear some voices, uh, gruff humanoid voices, hard to hear, distant, coming from the west set of doors a little bit. I hear voices. Maybe we should check that out first. Um, If you guys want, I can sneak up to the door and see if I can hear something. I'll stay inside. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. And we're talking very quietly, I would assume. Yes, we have light, but there's so much darkness. Can I try to sneak up to the door to listen? Yeah, uh, make a cell check. That would be a 25. Okay, yes. yeah, you can get right up there. Um, yeah, like I said, I just want to listen to the door, see if I can make out what they're saying or anything. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make you roll on this. Uh, you can't make out what they're saying, but you do hear several different, uh, kind of gruff and low humanoid voices. Okay, this might be too much, but I got to ask, is there any way with the same check I could like crack the door open and try to like peek in and see? Mm, um, I feel like that's another check. Okay, yeah, that's totally cool. I don't, I don't mind doing that. I just, I yeah. was curious. Another stealth check. Yeah. I have a plus. Because like 10. now you're changing things in their own environment. 
It's 18. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. One second here. Gotta get all my ducks in a row. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Getting late. For bonus, Mom. A little bit. We're coming on uh, coming up to the end here. Um gotten into such a big portion of the meat and potatoes of this adventure. Oh my god. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, you crack the door open. And I think a little bit just like feel your... Uh, hang on, I actually want to do this. Uh, like this. I'm just going to, like, change how the dynamic lighting goes as you crack this open so you can only see the little bit you can see. But you crack the door open, Ash, and you see uh, several people and a big-ass wolf. Um, you look into this room and, like, you know, look around, uh, and you can, like, move yourself up and down to kind of see what's in there. Um... Uh, what's the thing I'm looking for? Yeah. Um, you see torches in sconces lighting a bare room. Six bedrolls made of stitched animal furs covering the floor. Cold air entering through a fissure you can see kind of in the south wall. And then you see, if you look around, like... Five yeah, men, yep. a big and wolf, then... and then someone who appears to be the leader in one corner you maybe could barely make out the edge of. Oh, yeah. Or you can at least hear talking. Yeah, I can see, barely see the guy furthest on the yeah. right up there. Um, okay. And, yeah, the uh, these guys remind you of those warriors you fought uh, with the druids at Yester Hill. Um. And then the other guy appears to be sort of their leader. And then there's a dire wolf that you guys have also fought before. So you have a sense of like what these guys are capable of. You know you've killed dire wolves and the regular warriors. You don't know that other guy looks tougher. Um, just in your estimation. You don't know if you fought anybody like him before. Well, but I mean, he I... can't be as hard as Strahd, right? Ah. I, uh, <laughs> if I can, I'd like to, you know, pull it back shut and get back to my... Okay. Compatriots here. I will let both of those things be one stealth check. Okay. And I'll just let their stealth, their uh, perception checks ride. 24 for stealth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, you can uh, do that. I'm just going to replace this. There you go, Bubba. Okay, we're just going to scoot right back over here. <laughs> um, okay. So there are. Okay. Um, Five individuals in that room, a dire wolf, and then what seems to be their leader. Let's get out of the center of this hall. Yeah, so I mean, I think if we're going to search the rest of the place, I didn't see any treasure in there. So I think it's safe to assume that's not the room we want. If we want to avoid their attention and not take them on, 
and we're going to have to sneak, I think, through the rest of the area here. Yeah, that's fair. Or we could get the drop on them and take them out. That's also assuming that they're, you know, bad guys. I guess maybe I should just be like, okay, they're probably terrible people. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Mm, they probably are. Uh, let's see. I mean, well, yeah, nothing about the place you are seems like a place normal yeah. people hang out. And they do all appear to be warriors. Yeah. So there's like something going on. Nah, for sure. And like, uh, also, I'd like to point out that I just assume everybody we meet's terrible <laughs> in this area. So, <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's fair. Except for Unless Mr. Bogdanovich. Their wives. Yeah. <laughs> um. What do you guys want to um, do? Should we go on a better way searching, or should we get the drop on these guys? Yeah. Mm. Wanders just doesn't. Think I think we, we should try to be there. quiet as long as possible. You know. Yeah. Oh, I also neglected to mention there's another smaller door right there. I don't think it's amber. It's just like a little I accidentally glitched myself into the whatever that room was when I was like looking yeah. up and down. I was like, oh, Jesus, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. There's like, yeah, it's fine. There's just a door there. It happens. Uh, I don't think I have it turned on to block you guys' movement via dynamic lighting, but I guess I could turn that on. Oh, yeah. It just makes it a little harder to navigate certain things. Um, yeah. Hey, do you guys want to move to the this set of doors to the right? Um, I mean, I'm good with that at this Three point. So, <laughs> I do what? Somebody in chat said VP using wall hacks. Yeah, I did accidentally wall hack. I'm sorry. Oh, next no, thing you know, VP is going to be jumping off the mountain on a, a a horse ram, swinging his sword. <laughs> 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 sorry for so many Elden Ring references, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't played that game, you, this is going to be gibberish to you. Game. But it is a good game. Uh, okay, so you guys are headed to the other one. Is uh, Ash going to check it out, or is everyone moving? I think we should all just kind of move. I mean, if we're going to be sneaky, like, listen, I don't want to, like, take the, the charge here and do all the stuff, but, like, if <laughs> we're going to be sneaky and not take those guys out first, if we get into an altercation yeah. with something in the next room over, they're going to hear it, and they're all going to run out. You catch my drift. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I kind of think if they got a dire wolf, I sort of, I think, I think we should deal with them. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like. We should just mm -hmm. absolutely go murder. Why don't we Gerder, gang but... up around the door and on the steps, and then make a noise and pull them out? What? I, so I have um, a spell, a hypnotic pattern. Uh, and if they fail the wisdom saving throw, um, they become charmed and uh, incapacitated uh, for the duration, as long as they keep concentration. So if they fail it, uh, we can deal with less. <laughs> um, and uh, we might potentially be able to just focus the dire wolf at that point then. Um, yeah, the dire wolf and whoever the head honcho is in there, that's who I'm worried yeah. about. Yeah, we could probably deal with those two. Um, it's not a guarantee because, of course, they have to make the saving throw, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> okay. So we're going to gather up around the door and okay. hope for the best. Yeah. I, I feel like that's good with me, at okay. least. So. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, well, Wanderous's plan is to get uh, right 
this is what he'd do. He'd get like right over here, ready to, if the doors, and if the doors are the same, they're going to open in if they try to come out. Wanders is going to uh, hold his quarterstaff about a, six inches off the floor and hope to trip somebody, too. Okay. Uh, so, I, as everybody approaches the door, I will need stealth checks. Okay. Well, he's headed for the door. This okay. is where the decision gets made for us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, that was a 14 that time. Uh, 18. Wanderous has a dirty 20. Huh? Oh, oh no, yo! <laughs> with a negative Okay, two? what happens with the... Uh, with Esmeralda. Uh, let's find out. She's pretty dexterous, I think. I rolled a four on that. Good lord. <laughs> oh. She gets a plus seven to stealth. And rolled a 21. Okay. Okay. How's the roll gonna roll the lowest on stealth right now? What the hell? I literally have a minus two to stealth. Alright. Uh, yeah, I think that does it. You guys approach the door. And feel free. So, Wanderous, you called dibs on that spot. Um, yeah. No, if you want to, if you want to hold the stick, yeah, you'll have to be right there. Somebody has to yeah. open the door. Somebody, and then mm. I think the plan is Pete is going to try to cast hypnotic orb or hypnotic pattern. Um, yep. What about anybody else? Um, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm next to somebody. That way I get my well, sneak attack. We don't attack. have to open the door. If we make a noise, won't they open it? That's true. Yeah, if you... <laughs> well, and it's how much surprise. If you open the door, you'll get a surprise round for sure, mechanically. You'll oh, know, oh, we'll have to drop okay. on these guys, okay. and we'll definitely get to get our spell off before they do anything. Or... Mm -hmm. If you I mean, alert them, they'll come open the door for you and you can ambush them, but they'll know something is there, so there won't be a surprise, so it'll just come down to okay, initiative. Well, well Wanderers will defer to that wisdom and you know, be perfectly so. delighted to um, to rush them. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just grab right behind Wanderers then, because uh, as long yeah. as I'm within somebody's box, I'm good. <laughs> Hashtag rogue things. Okay. <laughs> I think Esmeralda <laughs> is going to say... Man. Um, if I'm, you know, in, in front of the door and they bunch up, I might be able to use another lightning bolt. I only have, I think, one left after that, but I can scarce think of more, a more advantageous possible. I mean, they're very likely to bunch up in a line and I can hit several of them at once. Hmm. Love it. Um, so that's her plan. Of course. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Up. Okay, yes. okay, so who's opening the door? I think Wandris is the only one close enough to open either of the doors. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, I can walk up and um, open it as well and cast it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think and I, I since can you'd do have that. a surprise round, you still would have your movement. You could cast it and then move back if you wanted. So you okay? Yeah, be, sure. You know. Let's let's do that. I'm gonna go okay. ahead and uh, cast this. Okay. Um. All right. So oh. uh, here's what we're gonna do. You open the door, and uh, all of these individuals, sort of <laughs> surprised, turn and look at you, Peta. Uh, you cast Hypnotic Pattern that is a 30-foot cube. 
Mm-hmm. So let's see. Uh, I will draw. A I don't think I can hit cube. Everybody, 10, 15, but 20, 25, 30, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, boom, boom. Okay, so um, you can hit almost everybody. That's probably the best spot you can get there. Is going to get four of them and the wolf. Or you can include, you can either include the leader or more of the other guys. Okay. Um, sorry, I don't see it, but. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I put it on the wrong thing. Hang on. Bloop, bloop. Layer. Okay. <laughs> layer. There it is. That there is the is. size okay. of it. So. Okay. Gotcha. You can either get these four berserkers, these four, you know, dudes and the dire wolf, or you can get it closer and get the leader and the dire um, wolf. So it's like, I think, um, or you can put it back here and get everyone in the back of the room. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, I feel like the dire wolf is probably the most important thing to get, at least within it. Um, probably the leader as well. Uh, okay. So that way they're less organized. So yeah, I'll just do that. Okay, great. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and roll those saves now and put markers on those dudes for whether or not they mark or fail. And then that's probably where we're going to call it for the evening. We'll roll initiative and start the rest of the combat next time uh, with them all being surprised. Uh, but that way, we, oh, since nice. we will, so we'll remember what the hell's going on. Um, I will fair. go ahead and do yeah. these saves. So um, I don't know where to put this that you guys are going to be able to see it very well. Okay. Uh, we'll do the leader first. What's your DC? Uh, DC 15. Okay. Leader Nat 20 makes the save. Okay. Uh, we've got three of the dudes. All fail. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give them, what does this hypnotic pattern look like? Um, I, I think it's, um, (laughs) It's like when uh, when the uh, CIA um, did all of like those uh, tests with LSD. Okay. It's, it's going to be a little bit like that, but like okay. it's going to uh, um, be a little bit like wavy as well. Gotcha. So I'm just going to put purple on everybody. Yeah. I think that's a, sim- a simple enough thing. And then we'll put purple on you because you're maintaining concentration. And mm-hmm. then the dire wolf has to also make the save because it is a creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, what's your DC again? Uh, 15. Okay. The dire wolf makes the save. So three of the berserkers got hit. The dire wolf and the leader did not. Gotcha. So, uh, and my friends, that is where we are going to call it for the evening. Uh, next on the next, on the next exciting episode of curse of Strahd, we will find (laughs) out how our heroes fare against these guys. They will have a whole surprise round. In addition, I'm going to give you that action outside of the Mm -hmm. surprise round is like the thing, you know, you burst open the door and hit them and then we'll call that the start of the surprise round. So you'll get another turn before any of them get to act probably.